We'll keep it a little milder daily. Wednesday, it's sunshine and partly cloudy. 50s and 60s for the morning. We'll go to an afternoon high around 80 degrees. Thursday, some scattered showers along the next cold front. More sunshine and cool conditions Friday into the weekend. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Good afternoon and welcome to the food show. Marianne Fitzmaurice is on a well-deserved vacation. I'm Patty Burnaman, her producer. I'm sitting in, and I've called as many of my friends as I could find to come in and help me out. And today, we have Peyton Malone, WWL meteorologist, morning guy, who has a lot of good things to talk to us about, about baking. But before we get into that, we want to find out a little bit about you. But before we get to that, I'm going to tell you, Don Dubuque of a mutual friend of ours, when I told him you were going to be on with me, he said, tell Peyton that he was a Hurricane Ida superstar. So I I think we were all superstars during Ida. We all made it, right? And here we are. And it's hard to believe, was it two and a half months ago? Yeah, really. Oh, my gosh. So I'm glad it's over with. Me too. But there's a lot of people still struggling, you know, down in the bayou and rivers. A lot of red lights still out, like the one right around the corner from us. (laughs) Anyway, tell us about yourself, Peyton. Where where are you from? How'd you get to New Orleans? Well, I think most people know from my accent, I'm probably not from New Orleans. Uh, They may think the North Shore of Mississippi, but Texas, actually. I grew up in a tiny, tiny town in northwest Texas. And northwest Texas is going to be the area between Amarillo and Dallas. So not the Panhandle, but not Dallas. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of wedged in between there near Wichita Falls. And I grew up in a tiny town called Archer City, Texas. And they really only claim to fame we have um, two things. Uh, Larry McMurtry, he's a Western novel writer, Lonesome Dove. Oh, he yeah. He's from there. He's my neighbor growing up. Really? So uh, the town is kind of based around Larry McMurtry and all he did mm-hmm. for the town with his writing. And um, I was there for 18 years. I grew up there. My parents are from there. My grandparents are from that area. So that's where the accent comes from. And then I went to school in Oklahoma at OU. uh, Great meteorology program there. And then I graduated from there back in 2017. And my first job in TV was on the coast in Gulfport. So oh, really? I went from Texas, Oklahoma to Gulfport, Mississippi, living the coast life, which I'd never done and <laughs> never had so much water in my life. <laughs> and um, I was there for about two and a half years or so. And then, you know, in TV markets, you sign contracts. Yeah. And usually yeah. those are smaller markets. You're not at for a long, you can be, but not a long time. And there was um, Carl Arandondo just happened to yes. have retired and... It all just kind of worked out timing-wise, and mm-hmm. WWE had an opening. I said, wait a minute. I said, I kind of like forecasting hurricanes. And then <laughs> next thing I knew, we were getting a hurricane every month. And there you so, are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting a lot of experience with hurricanes. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Last year, we were like seven or eight cones. This year, we mm-hmm. weren't many cones, but of course, we had one of the worst hurricanes we've had in a long time. So. Yeah. We're busy folks around here. Yes, you are. <laughs> Early morning. Thank you for 
yeah. spending your afternoon with me. Of course. This is kind of like our winding down right. wine hour, <laughs> right. I guess, right? At two o'clock. So you like it in New Orleans? I love it. We were talking earlier. It's one of those cities where, first, I never pictured myself living in New Orleans. I, it never even crossed my mind until I moved to Gulfport. And then even mm-hmm. when I lived in Gulfport, I was like, we come visit. You know, it's a little yeah. quick hour drive. Yeah. And then I still thought, well, I don't really see my... I'm more of a cold weather guy. I like cold weather. I hate forecasting it. And then I was like, <laughs> well, my life is kind of revolves around weather. And I realized how much I liked hurricane forecasting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, New Orleans is probably one of the best cities in the country you can go to be a meteorologist and deal with tropical weather and it just it literally all just kind of worked out and oh my gosh I love it I've been here two and a half years so most of my life here in New Orleans has been with the pandemic and yeah. <laughs> I moved here you know six months later we were locked down and mm-hmm. I didn't struggle with them I'm a homebody I'm a big homebody so it really wasn't a change in life for me but now that we're getting back to all the normal went to mm-hmm. Oktoberfest this weekend at Deutsch's house oh did you oh my gosh it was a blast seeing everyone Drinking, eating food, mm-hmm. you know. Good it to be is. back in the New Orleans. Yeah. what we do down here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And the weather was perfect. Oh, my gosh. I tell you it. what. That was more like a January day. Oh, I think it was Saturday. We didn't even get out of the 50s. Yeah. Yesterday morning, it was frosty on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. This morning, it was chilly. But I wore this sweater in here, and it's hot outside right now. Yeah. So no but it's sweater. always cold in the studio. Exactly. You, it's always cold in the studio. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I, have, I drive a little convertible, a little mini convertible, uh-huh. and... April and October are usually the only two months that I can actually put the top Yeah, because it's either too hot or too cold. I tell you what, the nicest time of year in New Orleans and southeast Louisiana is um, November can be nice like this. It can be yeah. stormy or nice, one of the two. It's been nice so far. But mm-hmm. March, kind of late February, March and April, the mm-hmm. weather down here, it's I mean, it's amazing. It's 70 degrees during the afternoon, 50 in the morning. I yeah, mean, that's perfect. No humidity, no hurricanes. There's a storm occasionally, but... <laughs> Yeah, nine times out of ten, though, we're dealing with the heat humidity. So. Where you come from, you got tornadoes, huh? We, yeah, and it's it's kind of, you get a little bit more extremes, I think, being in the kind of the plains there. We do get plenty, we get snow every year, but you also get the tornadoes. You mm-hmm. don't get hurricanes. <laughs> and yeah. down there, we don't, or up there, we don't have enough water. Here we have too much water. Well, you got a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. We got too much water here. And you, know. don't get a, you don't get a notice for hurricanes, I mean for tornadoes. It's a like bit you more do sudden. Yeah. I, growing up, that's why I think I'm a meteorologist. I was I was so scared of the idea of a tornado and I think I became fixated on it and just mm-hmm. obsessed with it. And then um, as a kid growing up, everyone else was, you know, watching their cartoons and I was watching the Weather Channel yeah. and <laughs> I had a little log I would keep on severe Did weather you? days. And That's cool. I wanted to be it since I was, oh gosh, probably a first grader six years old or so that's awesome you yeah. knew what you wanted i did <laughs> boy i chased after yeah you did and now here you are and thank you yeah. thank you from us because yeah. we sure are enjoying it well thank you did you have did you forecast from home when the pan- pandemic first started we did you know i i remember they came in one day and they said um we're trying to figure out how y'all can broadcast from home and we all looked at each other and said there's no way we're like meteorologists can't broadcast from home. We don't have access. We don't have a green screen. And then, you know, lo and behold, uh, we came up with all these things. And Mm -hmm. we had our living rooms were our studios. And Mm -hmm. we had cameras. I had three laptops across my... I didn't have a desk for a while because you couldn't find a desk anywhere when the pandemic began. Oh, that's true. I I ended up finding... I think the last desk in the city. It was a Mm -hmm. big lot. (laughs) um, I lugged that thing up and... We did it. We only did it for about a month, I think, and then we started to get into our severe weather season in May, 
And um, it was just too frantic to try to cover severe weather and tornado warnings at home. There was yeah. just too many options to fail and stuff to break and go down. So we we were lucky enough to be back in studio. The anchors and meteorologists were back pretty soon. And then they definitely wanted us back before hurricane season mm-hmm. started. So, But up until just recently, I mean, a lot of people, reporters, those types of things where they could just mm-hmm. do remote. They, they didn't, Some of them didn't come in the building for over a year. Wow. Like, yeah. That's amazing. But I, we're mostly back now. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. it does feel good. It, it feels does. good to see y'all back, too. Oh, yeah. I think so. Also, all sitting and standing together, mm-hmm. and all in boxes all over the screen. Yeah, it, yeah. it you know, it kind of makes you feel like we're kind of getting back to normal, yeah. whatever that really is anymore. <laughs> right. We a different really normal, know. right? A different right. normal. Well, they say a new yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's famous new normal. Uh, so it feels good. Well, when I was there last week, I saw your apple pie. Yes. And it looked delicious. That... Oh, I t- let me tell you, I if there's any dessert I love more than it is pie. Really? And I, I'm not a big cake person. I'll eat cake, uh, but pie, any pastry that has a pastry or patisserie, ooh, mm-hmm. is my favorite. And it's fun to make. That's the most important part <laughs> when you're cooking. It's got to well, be fun to make. You know, Marianne and I were having this discussion last week. There's not that many places. You really have to make your own pies, just about. It shocks me. There is not a. There's a few pie places in town, but there's not a place where you can go and say, "I want a slice of that pie." No. And just get a little piece of pie and a little mm-hmm. coffee. There's no dedicated place. So no. there's a million dollar idea idea right there <laughs> for you. So I'm gonna open a pie place. A pie shop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we would. You know, around the holidays, we even had. Um, the lady from Bywater Bakery yeah. was oh, on, yeah. and she was telling us that she's making some pies for the holidays. Yeah. But she said only for the holidays. After the holidays, there's just nobody buys pies. Nobody buys a pie. It's just cakes afterwards. I, I see, and I'm like, I just don't like, I mean, I don't mind a cake, but there's mm-hmm. just something so big and I don't know. It's just a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think pies are elegant. And they're, I think pies are fun, you know, especially a good citrus mm-hmm. or fruit pie of some type is my favorite. Well, I saw your Facebook page of you actually putting your apple pies on your windowsill. I did. I've, it was a beautiful day. And I have, you know, one of those classic roll windows that you mm-hmm. roll them and it opens like we're mm-hmm. in. Um, and you put the pies on the windowsill and hope the flies don't carry them yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they take all day to cool before you do get they? It. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they were kind of deep. It was a deeper dish pie. Yeah, it pie, was a deep so dish pie. It took, a you know, five, six hours. And I made two of them. So, but mm-hmm. only one made it to work. <laughs> ah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and hear Peyton's secret ingredient to his pie crust <laughs> that the whole city's talking about. I think you're going to like it. I'm sure we are. <laughs> it's New Orleans. Yeah. So hang on. We'll be right back after these two quick messages. Ply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. 
That's the melodious uh, voice of Tom Fitzmaurice, who's the founder of our show. We've been on the air for 33 years here and started with Tom. And um, he's also a singer. So we go in and out of breaks with uh, music from Tom Fitzmaurice. I love Okay, so talk to us about your apple pie. Okay, we're talking about this pie. It's got that secret, right? The secret um, is in the crust. And when you're talking about a pie crust, you think of, I don't know, something flaky, right? And... Um, just, you know, I'm an amateur baker. Like I think a lot of people aren't, a lot of people were during the pandemic and you want the pie crust to be flaky. So that secret ingredient is vodka. And I think when people think of vodka, their ears perk up and they think, oh, the pie tastes like alcohol. No, it's just a little vodka. And really all you're doing is you're using that vodka to help add a little bit moisture to that, to the crust, which is, you know, when you're making a pie crust, it's a mess. It doesn't come together like a piece of dough. You don't want it to, you don't want it to be too wet. So when you add that vodka, it gives you the moisture you need, but you don't have the 100% element of water, which is going to develop the gluten. And when you have too much gluten development in a pie crust, it's not going to be, it's going to be, um, it's not going to be flaky and tender. It's mm-hmm. going to be chewy, like a piece of bread. And no one will, I mean, maybe someone wants that in a pie crust. I don't know. But <laughs> um, so if you use a little vodka, it will give you a little bit of moisture. And I'm talking maybe two tablespoons of vodka for one single pie crust. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you that moisture you need for it to come together. And then, um, of course, that alcohol bakes off. And, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things. I've never done it without vodka, so maybe it would be the same. But <laughs> why change it if it's working? So it gives you that kind of flaky crust. That's mm-hmm. the that's the secret ingredient in the pie crust. And then, you know, it just depends on what you're making with the pie. If you're making a pumpkin pie or some sweet potato, you need to blind bake it. Whereas I made that apple pie. And you just put the apple, you cook the apples and all that before you put it in the pie crust. And then you literally are just cooking the pie crust when you put it in the oven with all the stuff in it. So... Well, Very I, think easy pie. I think it's interesting that somebody from Texas yeah. has to tell people from New Orleans to put alcohol in, to their, put pie. Alcohol in their pie crust. <laughs> I know. Someone <laughs> yeah. joked, they said alcohol in a pie. They're like, does it ever actually make it in the pie? Or is it for <laughs> you when you're making the pie? Both. Both. <laughs> and so, the more, yeah. So how, how about two tablespoons? Yeah, so when you're, it's a classic recipe. And oh gosh, I, I do everything by gram. So whenever people, I try to post my recipes when I put them on my Facebook and mm-hmm. on my I used to do YouTube videos of cooking videos um, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? Yeah, really. Um, but I use grams for everything. So you have to try to convert it all in your head. And my go-to is if you ever hear grams, 120 grams is about a cup of flour. Okay. That's the equivalency usually you can deal with when you're baking with just regular, you know, unbleached flour or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you just do, you know, your butter, your flour, a little water, a little salt, um, for your pie crust, and I have a food processor. You don't have to use a food processor, but it makes it a lot cleaner if you do. Yeah. <laughs> you little, give it a little blend. You get your lentil size little frozen butters in there in your pie crust, and then you got to add some moisture. So it does have water. It still has about a quarter of a quarter of a cup of water, and then it has the additional vodka to get it to the moisture level that mm-hmm. you want. So it it's usually about two tablespoons. It depends on what the weather's like. I mean, um, generally. I don't think pie crust absorbs that much moisture. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a myth that it does. But um, I have found that it's never the exact same every single time. Yeah. So you got to just kind of try it. Sometimes your flour may be a little different between, you know, depending on when you bought it or whatever. But mm-hmm. two tablespoons. So it's not much, but um, it's enough. And it's a cool talking point when you say there's vodka in that pie. Yeah, really? Like, what? Yeah. So. Let me back up a little. You said your frozen butter. So you yeah. keep your butter in the freezer um, for baking? I say frozen. It's... 
You don't have to use frozen. It's very cold butter. Um, you mm-hmm. you got to use cold butter because you don't want it to melt and just get absorbed. You want the butter suspended in the dough, the pie crust, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what gives you the flakiness of it is the way that butter, that flour wraps around that, that the little lentil-sized butters. And here's a good pro tip. If you don't have a, um, a food processor, and I didn't for many years because sometimes they're kind of pricey, but if you have a, a cheese grater... And you do want to freeze the butter if you're doing that because it's the only way you can grate butter is if it's rock solid frozen. So you grate the butter and it will give you roughly the same size you need to uh, to put it in the flour and get your Mm -hmm. your lentil size, you know, or bean size pieces of butter inside that flour. So that's that's another option. That's a great tip. Just don't cut your finger. Oh, I'm telling you, you can cut a finger too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to really get. I mean, it takes muscle. I mean, and it's it's about two sticks of butter per pie crust. So you're talking. Yeah, you're talking. Um, that's just the base. If you need a top, a lattice, like I put on that apple pie, mm-hmm. you got to make, you got to double it. So you're talking four sticks of butter within a um, a little pie crust mm-hmm. or two pie crust, I guess. So four sticks of butter and vodka. That's why it's so right. good. Well, it sounds like a good <laughs> recipe. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so tell us what you do after that. You roll it out. Yeah. Well, you got to let it rest. Um, I usually minimal thirty minutes because you need it to come together, and you you put it in saran wrap or um, whatever it's called. I don't know. That's the brand name. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you put it in the fridge for thirty minutes to an hour. Let it sit there, and you can even make it a day before. Really? Yeah. Just make sure it's wrapped up good and tight so it doesn't dry out in the fridge. And also, you don't want it absorbing any weird smells you have in the fridge. So if you made a pot of red beans, you don't <laughs> want your pie crust taking tasting like a bunch of red beans. <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, wrap it up, throw it in there, let it rest. And usually, what I do is you make the pie crust first, and then if you need to make a filling, which I made that apple pie filling. Um, you make your apple pie filling. And and the one I do, they're all different, I've learned. Uh, the one I make, um, a good apple, you got to find a good apple. So a keto apple recipe is a good apple. And Honeycrisp, can't go wrong with that. Really? They're, I think they're more. They're a little pricier, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to be a little bit more than your Granny Smiths, which are really tart. Your green ones, to me, those are just, just too much. Yeah. I do love a good tart, but I'm going to tell you how we're going to add some tart in a second. So I use Honeycrisp, but you can use any apple um, that you desire. Go pick your apple you like. So you cut them up into little cubes, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot more apples than you think. Um, probably four or five pretty good size apples. So three pounds ish, I imagine, mm-hmm. for one pie. And uh, you cut them up, and then you you pour a, a good old amount of sugar. I think about two thirds a cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can over you could over sugar it, but it the sugar doesn't have to be exactly precise. Mm-hmm. Use white sugar, brown sugar. I usually use brown, but if you only got white, then use white mm-hmm. sugar, sugar, and then um, lemon. Add a little lemon in there; it'll really wake up the apple <clears throat> flavors. And uh, so you'll juice a whole lemon in there with that apple, and then you also kind of zest a lemon in there too. And that's a nice little, I guess, hint in it. You, you don't taste the lemon, I don't think, mm-hmm. but. There's something about it. It kind of wakes up those apples real good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, cinnamon. And um, anytime there's cinnamon involved, I think a little nutmeg should be involved. So throw a little nutmeg in oh, there, yeah, too. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And then you, you cook that down for a little while, maybe 10, 5, 10 minutes, just depending. You don't want the apples to be applesauce, but you just put them in a little skillet, cook them down. Mm-hmm. It'll create this beautiful caramel um, sauce. It's not it's not caramel, essentially. Right. But it, it's close. It's a little bit looser than that. It's not as thick. And then you uh, you separate those two, the apples and the caramel. And then you've got to cook that down a little bit more to get a little thicker, the sauce. 
Okay, and so then, you take like a slotted spoon and you get out the apples. Yeah, I just use a, um, oh gosh, what's it called? It's I, or, uh, like you drain noodles. Oh, yeah, like a colander. A colander, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just pour the, you know, get a bowl and pour the apples mm-hmm. in the colander. I'm sure there's a million ways to do it, but mm-hmm. that's how I do it. And it then sounds easy. it's easy. Yeah. And then you put the sauce back in the skillet, thicken it up a little bit, um, add a little cornstarch if you need to, of course. And then you pour that back over the apples. And then those are, they're ready to go essentially. And then you're, by the time you've done all that, it's been 30 minutes to an hour and mm-hmm. you're ready to get your pie crust out. You got to roll it out into a little thin disc. And um, like I said, that'll give you the base of the crust. But if you have the lattice, excuse me, you need to do two of the pie crust. So mm-hmm. it kind of doubles it and then throw it in there and it bakes, it bakes for a while. It bakes for about an hour. And you're not baking the apples anymore. I mean, all that's cooked. Right. It'll it'll cook in the oven a little more, and it'll mm-hmm. bubble up and get all beautiful. But mm-hmm. you're just cooking that pie crust at that point for that an hour or so. And don't forget, you got to tint the side of it. So tinting, you know what that is? Uh, with the fork? No. No. No, okay. you actually don't have to poke um, holes in, the, in oh, the, this okay. pie crust. Because it'll actually, it'll seep through, and you'll get a soggy bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't want that in this case. Blind baking, though, if you were doing that, where you bake the pie crust before you put the filling right, in, right. like a pumpkin pie, you'd want to, you'd want to, mm-hmm. you'd want to poke it. But tenting, um, this is something that's kind of relatively new to me, and it's, it makes, I think it just it helps your overall baking because when you tent, you're taking the foil, you're taking foil basically, and you're tenting around the edge because that's going to cook the fastest, and mm-hmm. you want that to cook at the same rate as the center, which is going to take the longest. So if you tent it. And essentially, just think of like a, a cylinder of foil that's just wrapped around the edge of the pie crust like this. Not touching it, but wrapped around. It'll tint it, and then that'll bake a little uh, bit more evenly like the center. Because um, if you don't, then your outside is going to get really, really done, and your inside's still going to be... You almost you might have a, ripe, a raw pie crust, to be honest, mm-hmm. right in the center. So, so you don't cover it. the whole pie, just no, the edges. No, just the edges. And... Um, if you, you know, it's important to check it every 15 minutes. Well, I wouldn't say 15 minutes after 30 minutes, check it and see if, if it's cooking at a good rate. And if it's, if the center is cooking, uh, if they're not cooking right, you can take the tent off and let the outside cook a little faster. But I've never had a case where the outside is cooked <laughs> faster <laughs> than the center. The outside, mm-hmm. no matter how much I tent it, is always a little bit darker really? than the inside. So, and it's a pie, you know, it's supposed to look a little rustic, I yeah. think, but yeah, and then after an hour, you got a pie and sprinkle a little. Um, you can sprinkle something else on it, sugar on top. So what's the what's the technique for the lattice? The lattice, it. I think it. You look at it, and it looks overwhelming, doesn't it? Does. It? You think, it does. how do I do that? Yeah. And once you figure it out, it's really easy. So essentially, when you're you've got two different layers, right? You've got a north to south layer and an east to west layer, mm-hmm. and so you lay down one of those layers first, the north to south. And then every other strip you flip back, and then you lay a strip on top of of the laid backs, mm-hmm. and then you flip those back over and you alternate, and you just alternate. Oh, so you don't and have to it. weave them in. No the... weaving. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it it looks like you're sitting there braiding hair, but yeah. you're not. It's just a flip back and forth process, and it's an, it's an alter. You alternate. So every other one you flip back. And then you do you go back and you do every other one of those. So mm-hmm. um, it really doesn't take long at all. Honestly, the thing that takes the most when you're doing a lattice is you do have to egg wash it before you put it in the oven, or you'll get a. It just won't be beautiful and brown. Mm-hmm. It'll look like a dry, you know, a dry crust. So it's important to get every little crevice when you're 
when you're egg washing. So you it. brush it with egg whites. Is that what it is? Egg or wash. The whole egg. The whole egg. You can do in this case. Um, you just get like one whole egg and you put a little cream in it, or you can use a little water. And mm-hmm. at least that's what I do. I usually use cream and um, just beat it up and just give a little egg wash, and then you get that beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful color on top. You paint it with a paintbrush, like. Yep, just a little whatever you got. To be honest, I, mm-hmm. there was a time I didn't have a brush, so I. Gosh, I don't even remember how I got it on there. I may have used it like a little paper towel or something. Yeah, dabbed it yeah. On, but as long as you get it the whole, you know, crust covered with at least some egg wash, mm-hmm. it'll it'll brown up nicely. Mm-hmm. So, well, it looked beautiful. I can say well, that. Well, thank you. It was it was fun. I made two of them. The ones I made the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a big gumbo party on one of the cold nights, so we made seafood and uh, and then chicken sausage gumbo, and then we had apple pie mm-hmm. for dessert. It was a really interesting combination. But. <laughs> It was good. And then the other one I brought to work. Yeah. And um, everyone seemed to enjoy it. So Yeah, it went pretty fast. <laughs> I would say. I tried to give you a You were there. I tried I know, to give you a I was there. You said, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm regretting that. What's your favorite pie then? Cherry. Cherry. I love cherry pie. You know, I've never made a cherry pie. And growing up, we didn't eat cherry pie. But um, I had one the other day, I think for the first time, within the past year. And I was like, oh, this is... It's, mm-hmm. it's it's tart and it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's got all the good things you want in a pie. Yeah, yeah. And you could you could do lattice with that too. I always think of lattice with the apple pie though. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic. And you can also you're always going to have extra dough left over, and you can do cool designs. A lot of people will cut out stencil leaves and place those around the edge, so you get these beautiful pie leaves that look like little oh, leaf, and it's very cool. fall and yeah, kind of appley and Christmassy, whatever mm. you want to do. Well, we're going to take a break now. we got the news coming up at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to WGSO, The Food Show, with my special guest, Peyton Malone, and we are talking baking. And we also have a caller on hold. We have Jane from Biloxi on hold who's going to talk to us about Piccadilly. Remember Piccadilly? Piccadilly. Piccadilly, the (laughs) famous carrot souffle. Well, she's got the recipe. So we'll be back right after the news. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Dave Brannan. The decision to tap Louisiana's Mitch Landrieu as a senior advisor on the investments being made under the historic federal infrastructure bill is being lauded by UNO political analyst Ed Shervenak. I believe this is great news for New Orleans and also for the state. Um, we are going to have a strong advocate leading this huge infrastructure spending bill. So. I think it's really great. The infrastructure bill is being signed into law by President Biden this afternoon. Louisiana is beginning to test white-tailed deer for the presence of COVID-19 after the same animals tested positive for the virus in Iowa. LDWF Deer Program Manager Jonathan Borderland. While testing for other diseases, they decided to also look for SARS-CoV-2. And what they found were actually uh, surprising. They found antibodies for the virus uh, within those samples. Borderland says the state is now joining with the USDA Wildlife Services to collect blood for testing from white-tailed deer harvested by hunters in Louisiana. LRN. With Mueller's innovative 3D design tool, you can design and quote your own virtual building. Hear Jessica's experience using the 3D design tool to make her dream building a reality. The 3D tool is so convenient. I was able to use it in the comfort of my home. I didn't have to physically go into the branch and try to describe to them what I was wanting. I was able to add the lean-to that I've been picturing on my building. I can add roll-up doors, windows. It's really cool. Once I finished my design, I was able to get a quote. I was amazed at how much my building looked like the building that I designed in the 3D tool. Design and quote your dream building with our online 3D design tool. 
visit our website today at MuellerINC.com and get your building project started. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they have come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for FunkyUncle.Live. FunkyUncle.Live is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.FunkyUncle.Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on November 17th, it's Kermit Ruffins and the Barbecue Swing. For more information on how you can support live from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live and follow us on social media. Night and day, you are the one. And we're back. We're back with Peyton Malone, WWL meteorologist, who graciously gave me two hours of his time because I kind of cornered him at WWL <laughs> the other day. And I said, would you like to come on and talk about food for two hours? And who doesn't want to talk about food say, that for is, two hours? I don't think you corner me. That's <laughs> yeah. just like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. And if, you got any, if anybody wants to talk to Peyton, call us 504-556-9696. And we have on the line Jane from Biloxi. Who uh, you remember Piccadilly Cafeterias? Yes, you know I bet I haven't been to Piccadilly in eighteen years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't even know, but you remember the carrot souffle? I don't. I was so young. Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> I just remember going to Piccadilly. Uh, well, it's like a dessert. <laughs> yeah. It, it. It. I never knew it was carrot. I always thought it was sweet potato. Okay. But anyway, we have Jane from Biloxi who's going to give us the recipe for Piccadilly's carrot souffle, which is a big holiday. Yeah. I mean, you know, people used to order that for Thanksgiving. They would go pick it up because. It sounds like it might be kind of hard to make, is it, Jane? No, it's really cool. It's a lot of ingredients. You wouldn't always have this in your cabinet. But the way I chose this was every time we have a holiday, I asked the family, I said, you know, what do you want me to make? And they all look at each other and said, carrot souffle, because it's not (laughs) something you can normally just buy. There's no piccadillies. There's no cafeterias. Maybe if you go to a casino buffet, I don't know. But it's not really hard. Um, it's just getting all the ingredients together and probably about two hours and such. And then it's something you can uh, share. It's not individually portioned. So if you have a big dish of it, everybody can take what they want. But everyone likes it because it's a bright orange color, uh, the color of Thanksgiving and fall and so forth. And it's really, really sweet. Um, it, it's always a hit. Can't miss on that one. Okay. Tell us how to do it. Yep. Okay. So uh, we get two pounds of fresh carrots and then basically we get it all peeled and then chopped up and boil it. I'll usually boil it in water, salted water for about 20 minutes and then drain it. And then in the meantime, we're getting together a half a cup of melted butter and a cup of regular sugar. And then it says three tablespoons of all-purpose flour, but with the gluten issues, sometimes you can use cornstarch to substitute, mm-hmm. and then a, a tablespoon of baking powder. And you're getting all this ready while the thing is boiling. So then 
Then we have uh, vanilla extract, a teaspoon of that, and that always has such a great smell. And then three eggs, and then, uh, of course, confectionery sugar. So we have the pot boiling with the carrots, and then we have a bowl that we're adding um, the eggs and so forth. And what I usually do is I take a mixer, a hand mixer, and mix all that stuff together rather than do it by hand. Um, It just mixes it better. Um, and so basically, um, you drain, get that colander out again, and, and drain <laughs> the carrots. And uh, I take one of those old-time um, potato mashes, the metal ones or whatever, and I squish it a lot just to get it started. Then everything goes into another big bowl, and then you mix it, mix it with another electric mixer. And then um, basically, you pour it into a glass, on um, one of those flat um, glass baking dishes. It's like mm-hmm. 13 by 9 or whatever. And you put it in the oven for 30 minutes, and you know it's done when the sides are dark brown. Oh, yeah. And it smells yeah. so good. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And when it's done, take it out and then sprinkle um, the um, confectionery sugar on top, and it is just amazing. And everybody likes it, even people that do not like vegetables like this. Yeah, I don't like carrots, which is why I never ordered that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. carrots, you fly, no, no, I don't like that. But mm-hmm. butter, sugar... It's a dessert. Eggs. I mean, what's not to does like? It, now, does it taste? I mean, it sounds like it's like a sweet potato casserole, or is it? Does it taste mm-hmm. like carrot or sweet potato, or just sweet and? I guess it tastes more like sweet potatoes, uh-huh. but whatever it is, it's good. And the <laughs> color alone, like I said, you know, is enticing. But um, everybody knows it's carrots, but just because it's it's a tasty sweet mm-hmm. carrot, maybe that makes a difference. But it's definitely a hit. Um, each and every year that, that we put this together. So I can't lose my recipe. I'm sure you can get these things online nowadays, but um, we always look forward to it, and everyone has a taste. No one misses the carrot souffle <laughs> on bet. the plate. <laughs> can you, could you email me that recipe? Would you mind doing that? Yeah, I'll be glad to do that. You have to tell me how. It's, I'll be glad just to. email it to me. It's Patty with a Y. At uh-huh. W, I didn't need to tell you that. Jane is an old friend of mine. No, wait, I don't say old friends. She's a longtime <laughs> friend of mine. We've been friends since we're five years old. Oh. And, um, yeah. yeah, so I don't have to tell you, Patty, with a Y, because you knew that. But that's just kind yeah. of my thing these days. At, at uh-huh. WGSO.com. That's easy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I might try it. It does sound like it a does. lot of work. It's not too bad. Um, and maybe you'll even get some help. I don't know. Well, but, um, and I'll share it with Peyton. I bet you it will be a success at your next party. I, there's no way it couldn't be. Oh, yeah. that's the best part. Is anything orange on Thanksgiving that's in a casserole mm-hmm. dish is mm-hmm. going to be good. Yeah. It just right. it, 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 it sounds delicious, and, and I'm, I'm going to try it. Let me ask you, the butter, do you melt it first, or is it softened when you put it in? Well, I usually put it on the table and let it soften itself you have like to, to room temperature time, of course yeah and it, that way when you get the mixer and all this other stuff together it's not this big clunk you know yeah so it's easier you know but um and it's always it's not any of these pretend butter things it's yeah. always the real the yeah. real product Dude. and um i always use a glass container to put it in to bake it in because when you go to people's houses and you want to reheat something their oven is stuffed with stuffing and turkey and all this other stuff so this is an easy uh reheatable microwave idea do um i was gonna ask on the sugar you just use white sugar or brown sugar 
No, I use the real thing. <laughs> Pure cane. <laughs> Pure cane. I guess you could, you know, it's, yeah. it's to be healthy on this thing since you're using so much sweet stuff. But um, I always use regular sugar. And, um, Just I've why? Yeah. successful. Yeah. Oh, no, it sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, Peyton and I were talking about how baking is a science. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if you get it, you get something that works, mm -hmm. that's what you use. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> and like, like I said, mm -hmm. sugar and butter. How can you go wrong? Right. <laughs> And a vegetable. And yeah. a vegetable. Does it count as a vegetable? I guess it does. Yeah, it, it counts as a vegetable. So there you go. <laughs> well, Jane, thanks so much for calling and sharing that yeah. with us. And if you can email me the recipe, and I will share it with Peyton, and we will get, we will, I'll get Peyton to call me with the results after he makes it. But it sounds like it's going to make a lot of people's Thanksgiving tables. Yeah, and please let me know how y'all do, how oh, successful you are. I will. I will. Thanks so much, and thanks for calling. I sure do appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. That really sounded good. It does. I'm trying to think. I have never had carrot, I guess, mushed up like that, unless I was a baby, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> baby food. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a good idea. And I mean, you think carrot cake, how good a carrot cake is. Yeah. You like carrot cake? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I don't like the carrot. I don't like seeing the. I don't like carrots. You don't like carrots. So seeing the carrots and carrot cake, but you know, yeah. again, you put cream cheese, cheese and butter and sugar <laughs> on top of it, and what's not to like? Right. And then it makes it good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've seen this souffle. Yeah. And and they do. They scoop it out with a spoon. Yeah. And it 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 just sits like on on your plate. It just holds. Yeah. 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 But I've never tasted it, and, and uh, it, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It has powdered sugar on top. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, she said okay. you sprinkle powdered sugar yeah. on top for So it's a, it's part, it's a side dish, right? I mean, yes. you put, it's like sweet potato cat. It's, yep. You don't use it as a dessert, but it, it yeah. tastes like a dessert. It's right, so good. right. Yeah. yeah, it's a side dish. Ooh, now this has got, oh, I'm so ready for Thanksgiving. Oh Me too. Oh, my gosh. All the sides. So what are your plans <laughs> for Thanksgiving? Well, I got to work, so <laughs> I'm going home, actually, this weekend for are Thanksgiving. You? So we're going to do our Thanksgiving, I guess, a week earlier five mm -hmm. days early and we do the traditional we do the turkey dressing all the good stuff which is it's one of my favorite meals actually i we refuse to do it any other time of the year because i don't want to get burned out on it right you know the dressing right. or the giblet gravy and mm -hmm. all the classics so we keep it classic on thanksgiving christmas we do a, you know we'll spice it up we may do mexican one year or mm -hmm. barbecue the next year or something oh like that, that sounds like a good idea yeah. so we kind of switched out but thanksgiving mm -hmm. always count on turkey dressing ham Mm -hmm. and everything else that you can find on the side. Well, we're going to take a quick break, a really quick break, 30-second break, and then we're going to come back, and you're going to tell me about your cornbread dressing. Oh, yeah. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM. Call us with your Thanksgiving ideas, 504-556-9696, and tell Peyton what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. 
That's the melodious voice of Tom Fitzmaurice, but Thanksgiving, everything is what it seems, I yes. think. <laughs> so tell us about what y'all do for Thanksgiving. All right, we, talk, we, we do the classic. We do the turkey, the ham, the dressing, of course, the main things, and then you've got all your fun things on the side that you do, which were... Um, I don't know. I feel like it changes every year. We'll do like a potato casserole or, and then sweet potato casserole. And then, of course, you've got every single pie you can imagine uh, for Thanksgiving. But the main thing, it's going to be that dressing. And uh, growing up, my family, or my mom rather, did most of the big dishes. She did the turkey, the ham, and the dressing. And um, her dressing, oh my gosh, my absolute favorite uh, and it's been a family recipe for quite some time. My great-grandmother used to make this recipe, and then I guess my mom took it over from my great-grandma. So she's been making it for decades now, and then I recently learned how to make it probably about six years ago, and it's just one of my favorite recipes. Um, and it's dressing is one of those things where they – I've never had a dressing taste the same from person to person. No, it Not doesn't. that they're all – not that some are – now, some of them are not good. But yeah. <laughs> some, yeah. you know, are great, but they just don't taste like the one that you grew up with. So I think that's what makes it special to me. And um, what goes in – it does have the cornbread, mm-hmm. but half of it's cornbread. The other half is just cheap white bread that we've – baked in the oven dried it out and then you crumble it up so i think it kind of adds a level of it takes a because sometimes i think cornbread dressing can be too sweet in my opinion i don't like it Mm -hmm. that sweet some people do Mm -hmm. um but we use half bread half cornbread and then instead of sage it's kind of a sage dressing Mm -hmm. um my mom thinks sage is too a little bit too strong so we use poultry seasoning which has sage in it but Mm -hmm. it's got some other things that tone it down so the main flavor in it is the poultry season and then doesn't it have rosemary in it, poultry no. seasoning? It might, but I don't taste the rosemary. Yeah, because yeah, rosemary is one of those things that would just yeah, absolutely really power over everything. Yeah. Um, and then the, the the I think one of the most important parts is we use the broth from the turkey that we make, and that's what we use to flavor the dressing with the mm-hmm. liquid. So it's a very, there's no really, I mean, there's a little store-bought stock in there and broth to, to make it mm-hmm. moist, but most mm-hmm. of it's just your turkey dressing that you use in the using the oven. So whatever you flavor mm. that with is what your dressing is going to taste yeah. like. So you got to be careful there. But yeah, it's just a classic. To me, it's a classic dressing recipe and um, super moist. I, I believe in a almost, it almost has to be a liquid when you put it in the oven. Because if I don't like a dry dressing, I want it to right. be super moist that you don't even need giblet gravy if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite dishes, though. And I think about it all year long. You get it once a year, maybe twice. So, what's a year. in it besides the bread and the It has stock? Um, the, the recipe calls, it's got a ton of eggs in it. I do know that. The recipe, it calls for a dozen eggs. Uh, you, some of them are boiled. It does have boiled eggs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's not your thing, then you're going to hate this recipe. But <laughs> boiled eggs, it's got celery and onions that are sautéed beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then um, the eggs, the celery, the onion, and then the bread and cornbread. And then your your stock with uh, salt, pepper, and poultry season. It's very mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. And it comes together very easy. And you bake it for about an hour on 400 degrees and... It'll come together. And this makes a huge amount of... I mean, this makes a family I was going to say, dressing. a dozen eggs, it's got to oh be God. a lot. Oh, it's huge. I, mean, I think yeah. four, eight of the eggs are cracked into it, and then four yeah. of them are the hard boil that you, you dice up. You chop up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the eggs are not... I don't know. I kind of like the egg. You occasionally bite into a little egg in yeah. there. Yeah. And um, I don't know. That's how it's always associated with dressing. But as I said, I've never had a dressing that's been the same. And you don't put it in the turkey. 
You no, do it separate. Not stuffing. I've actually never had. I've never had anything stuffed in a turkey. Have you? No, I it's, haven't. It's not a thing down. We don't have it in the south. Mm-mm. No. But um, Marianne is last year, mm-hmm. and she's doing it again this year. Apparently, there was some kind of thing that came out that said it wasn't healthy to oh. do it. So everybody stopped doing oh, it. Oh, I think it's a good way to get sick. Like yeah. With sem- I don't know, with salmonella or yeah, something? Yeah, something I like read that. Something. And that kind of makes sense, I guess, because I I just can't imagine it's getting cooked thoroughly inside of that with all the juices. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd want to eat it if no. it was stuck it in there. sounds disgusting, you know? stuck up in the carcass. But Marianne insists that it's good. Okay. Now, well, we have sure a caller. We have Steve, who's one of our regular callers. Yeah. Who wants to ask you something, I think. Hi, Steve. Well, first off, I wanted to fuss at Patty for having a convertible and not (laughs) having the top down. My wife and I have owned three, and when we had them, we were the convertible police. (laughs) If we drove past somebody and it wasn't 40 degrees and they had their top up, we would, you know, signal to them and put that top down. (laughs) If it's too so, hot or too cold, I don't put it oh, down. Oh, man, drive 40 <laughs> miles an hour and shut up. Well, that's up. true. Enjoy your, enjoy your convertible. I do. Uh, I, we're our, I think the best plan for Thanksgiving is what Susan and I is. is. We had people invite us, and they don't want us to bring anything. You oh. talk about a perfect Thanksgiving. <laughs> I've got to say. How do you manage that? Well, uh we got good friends, I guess. <laughs> you mean you're not going yeah. to Wendy's? We have no, this thing no. about Wendy's chili, uh-huh. Steve and I. Do you oh. like Wendy's chili, Peyton? You know, I've never had it, but I have heard about it from every person that's gone to Wendy's. It's good, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Patty, well, Patty didn't chime in. She chickened out. I did. I did. Well, I caught the fire for it, but Marianne and a couple other people were like, that shit, I mean, that stuff's horrible. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, you're stuck up. You does know? it have beans in it? Yes. It does have oh, beans? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they use the old, the ground, the ground, you know, the patties from yesterday. Yeah. Or whatever. And mm-hmm. it is freaking delicious. And their baked potatoes are wonderful. <laughs> but, you know, Marianne's probably... Well, you know, while the cat's away, the mouse is going to play. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I like Wendy's chili. Now, when Marianne comes back, she's probably going to say, did you say that? And I'm like, yeah, I did, but I was trying to be nice. No, you're going to say, no, not me, it was Steve. (laughs) And this is not a plug for Wendy's. You just love Wendy's chili. It's not a plug for Wendy's. We just like Wendy's chili. Yeah, absolutely. Peyton, I hear you most mornings because I have to wake up at like 5, 5.30. So I hear you most mornings dealing with the two kooks on WWL. (laughs) You got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Tucker is a riot. Yeah. That's a strange man. I love him. (laughs) So, All right, guys. Thanks, Steve. Well, thanks for calling in. Put your top down. I will. I will. I will. I will. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Bye bye. Steve's one of our regular callers, as you can tell. Yeah. And you know, Marianne is more of a gourmet than I am. You know, I'm I'm from New Orleans. I'm from the Ninth Ward. Uh You know, I'm just not the gourmet that she is. Although I'm learning. Yeah. But uh, he called about a week ago and said something about Wendy's chili, and man, the phones lit up. Oh. With Everyone loves it. Yeah. People love it. And a couple of people were like, and Marianne was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But it's really good. It's you good. know, 
You know, it's odd. There's some places, and it could be fast food, and they just have this one thing, and you're like, wait, it's yeah, good. It's and good. It's like, should I feel guilty about this? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. We were talking today about um, our behind-the-scenes um, our cameraman, Walter. Everyone knows Walter mm-hmm. if you watch WWL TV. And um, we were talking about turkeys, and he goes, I'll just go to Popeye's and order my turkey. I guess po- the fry, Popeye's, Popeye's does their fried turkey. turkey. Yeah. And it's apparently phenomenal. I mean, you, I guess you would hope it would be. It's, mm-hmm. it's Popeye's and chicken's their thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just always find these unsuspecting, delicious yeah. things. At yeah. Places that you wouldn't think has it. So I will be trying the chili the next time it gets cold. Next time it gets cold, yeah. try it. <laughs> So what, do you, so what else do you have besides turkey and dressing? Those are the classics. I feel like it kind of changes. We always have like your classic, your side dishes. Um, we don't really do this the typical like potatoes, mashed potatoes. We don't do any of that kind of stuff. We don't mm-hmm. do green bean stuff. I hate green bean casserole. I do too. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started on green bean casserole. Mm-mm. There's a lot of good recipes out there, but I don't want it. No, it's just one either. of those things I don't want. Mm-mm. Um of course, anything sweet potato is going to be there. It's usually a casserole of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then we we do a hash, well, I don't even call it a hash brown. We call it a potato bake. And it's essentially a hash brown cas- casserole. So you've got hash browns in it. It's got cheese in it. It's got cream of mushroom in it. And it's all mixed together. And then you bake it with cheese and rich crackers sprinkled. It's divine. It's one of my favorite. Oh, it sounds oh good. Oh, my gosh. My aunt's been making it for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And, um... I remember we uh, every Sunday, you know, when they do something after church, and there would always be a potato bake there. So I've mm-hmm. never made it, but I know it's always a Thanksgiving. It's one of mm-hmm. my favorite, and it's mm-hmm. potatoes. You can't beat that. So yeah, potatoes really. and cheese and rich crackers. It's it's good. And then I feel like there's always too much dessert. There's about seven different pies usually. Mm-hmm. You have pecan pie, which is also my great-grandmother's recipe. Um I've yet to master a pecan, but I can't make one. I, I don't know how to do it. I was going to ask you if you've ever made a I can't pecan do it. Pie. I can't figure it. I can't. Fin- I cannot figure it out. I don't know what I can't figure out about it, but mm-hmm. something just doesn't come together with it. And it doesn't taste like. I think I'm wanting it to taste like my great grandmother's, and it yeah. doesn't. So it's it's a mental thing. Um, you've got your p- a pumpkin pie, and I love pumpkin pie. We can talk more about pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie in a second. Okay, because <laughs> there's a great debate we'll do on that, that after three o'clock. Yeah, and then. Um, your pumpkin pie, your uh, there's usually a chocolate meringue pie there, which is so good. Oh yeah, yeah, I do love one of those. And then um, I don't know, we call it a crust pie, and it's 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 kind of like a so it's I can tell you what's in it. I don't know I don't know who came up with it, but essentially it's cream cheese that's room temperature because you got to blend it together, a can of Eagle Brand milk, so condensed milk, mm-hmm. um, and lime juice. And that's it. And you mix it together, and it's 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 soft when you put it in your your graham cracker a graham cracker pie crust, and then you put it in the fridge for half a day, and it'll set. Mm-hmm. And it comes out like a, a like a cold like a key lime. Well, I guess it's kind of like a key lime pie. It's kind of like a key. It lime is kind of like a, it's kind of like a a very toned down key lime pie. No mm-hmm. egg in it or anything. I don't know. Do you put egg in key lime pie and bake it? You don't no. bake it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you do bake a, a, a key lime yeah, pie. Yeah, but you don't bake this. It just sets in the fridge. And it's tangy like that, but it's cold. Like a cheesecake, like a it's, key lime cheesecake. It's kind of like a cheesecake with just cream cheese. And mm-hmm. um, very simple, but it is one of my favorite pies that my, my mother makes. And it is the most simple pie you can make. So mm-hmm. it kind of cuts through the the sweetness of all your dessert pies like pumpkin and pecan. And then you've mm-hmm. got your this citrusy lime pie on Thanksgiving, which is... I guess a thing we could do in the South because it's usually hot yeah, on Thanksgiving yeah, and yeah. it feels like summer sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Do do you 
You make a graham cracker crust? Have you ever done that yourself? I have made one. Um, that's fairly easy, I guess. You just get graham crackers, a little butter, and put it into a pie crust and bake it mm -hmm. for a second. But I, honestly, that's one of those things that I would just buy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so messy, you know. Mm -hmm. But a real pie crust, oh, I don't think you could beat no, a good old I don't flaky so pie either. crust. I it don't just, think so either. That can really elevate an entire mm -hmm. whatever's in the pie. It doesn't even matter what's in the pie. It's what's the crust taste mm -hmm. like, so... Cranberry sauce. Oh, yes. Um, I used to hate it. And now, and I'll do the can or regular cranberry sauce. I made my home, I made some homemade cranberry sauce last year. And it's very easy. It does not taste identical to the canned stuff. But it's, yeah. I, honestly, I mean, it's homemade. So it's different. It, mm -hmm. it, it depends on what you're looking for. It can taste better or taste worse. But mm -hmm. it's just cranberries. You got to put a little orange in there. Um, orange. Orange, orange, okay. orange zest, a little orange juice will really elevate it. And then I think there was alcohol in it. I can't remember the exact <laughs> recipe, but I feel like there was some alcohol in it that I put hmm. in there. And I can't remember if it was a, a dark liquor, maybe, maybe a, a whiskey. I don't remember. I had to look, but uh, whip that up and then, oh my gosh, that'll save for, you know, days and days and, and days. And you just cook it till the sugar melts? Yeah. Oh, that was the other sugar. And of course, I had brown sugar mm -hmm. in it. That's what it was. And I homemade my brown sugar. I don't buy store bought brown oh, sugar. Really? It, I never, in the past five years, I've always homemade it. How do you do it? All you need is a big old bottle of molasses and white sugar, and that's brown sugar. And you mix it together. And, and that's it. You don't have to all, bake it or no, anything. That's all brown sugar is, is white sugar with molasses massaged into I mean, you literally, you pour the molasses over it, and you get your clean hands, and you mm -hmm. basically, like you're conditioning your hair, you <laughs> condition the molasses into the white sugar, and then it's available anytime you need it. So, it's, And molasses will last for. Yeah. eternity i mean it doesn't take much in anything you use it so yeah wow. if you ever don't have brown sugar and you need it if you've got white mm -hmm. sugar and molasses a little molasses in that white sugar and boom and you just mix it up and you have brown sugar yeah. that's amazing i never knew that yeah i thought you had to bake it and make it turn brown or no. something molasses is just uh the residue of cooked down white sugar so yeah it's, it just i don't know it, it kind of moistens everything up too like when i make cookies i don't use I use more brown sugar than white sugar. I use both, but mm -hmm. if you use a brown sugar, I find you get a more of a chewier, mm -hmm. more moist, whatever you're baking. So. You use the brown sugar in your cranberry sauce? Yeah, yeah. I bet that's delicious. It is, and it's so good. My favorite is the cranberry sauce with the turkey, because the turkey's always too dry. I mean, it don't matter yeah, where you get the turkey matter. from. Yeah. It needs yeah. some moisture. Yeah. So a little of that, and that's, that sweetness cutting through, that mm -hmm. kind of bland flavor of a turkey or salty flavor of a turkey, mm -hmm. or it with a little of the dressing, I think is so good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something nice about that sweet touch from oh, the cranberry Oh, it sounds sauce. delicious. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we go out to eat. Uh, my kids are... Often yeah. different parts. My daughter, one daughter's in Denver. My other daughter's sons are hunters. Yeah, and apparently that's the opening of deer season. Or yeah, something. we always spend Thanksgiving so hunting. They yeah, always, always hunted. Would. So it's just my husband and I. So yeah. last four or five years we've been going out to eat. Yeah, and this year we're going to Trinas, who's got a fabulous Thanksgiving menu. Yeah, but anyway, um, I always ordered a turkey anyway mm -hmm. because the first year we ate out, when we got home we were like. We don't have any leftovers, you know, and that's yeah. the best part. Oh, the, the next day. Sandwiches. Oh, with mayo. Oh, just a classic oh, yeah. turkey sandwich, yeah. a little mayo. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I put I put the cranberry sauce on my sandwich. Oh, I've never thought about doing it. You could almost make like a big a big you know dill of it, or you could yes. make a, like put a little dressing on your sandwich. Absolutely, too with the turkey and mix like it a turkey muffalata. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> 
turkey mofalada. <laughs> We're going to be taking a break for the top of the hour news. We're here with Peyton Malone, my special guest, who's we're talking about all things Thanksgiving. If you got anything to talk about, give me a call. If you want the uh, carrot souffle recipe that's famous from Piccadilly, email me, Patty with a Y at WGSO.com, and I'll send it to you. My friend Jane is going to send me that recipe. Piccadillys aren't around anymore, so you have to make your own carrot souffle. So send me an email and we'll make it. We'll be back right after the news. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM. Give us a call to talk to Peyton, area code 504-556-9696, 504-556-9696. Tell him about some of your New Orleans Thanksgiving dishes. We heard all about his Texas ones, and we'll be back. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. New federal data says the United States is dealing with a spike in coronavirus cases. The daily case average now at 78,500. That's a 23% jump in the last two and a half weeks. Among the states dealing with a spike of 10% or greater over the last two weeks include cold weather places like Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Michigan. But even some warm weather states are seeing a spike such as Arizona and Arkansas. Closing arguments are taking place in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. The 18-year-old claims he killed two rioters and looters and injured another in self-defense last year during the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Jurors will get the case after closing arguments. The judge is allowing lesser charges to be considered in one of the three shootings, and he dismissed a lesser weapons charge against Rittenhouse. This is USA Radio News. It may feel like age is just a number, but the fact is, even if you're healthy and active, your immune system weakens as you get older. And if you're 65 or older, you're at an increased risk for potentially serious illnesses like pneumococcal pneumonia. One way to help protect yourself is to get immunized against vaccine-preventable diseases like pneumococcal pneumonia. Dr. Jorge Gomez shares more on behalf of the American Lung Association. Pneumococcal pneumonia is a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Adults 65 or older are over 10 times more likely to be hospitalized with pneumococcal pneumonia than adults 18 to 49. You may also be at increased risk if you have certain chronic health conditions such as asthma, diabetes, or heart disease. If you're 65 or older, vaccination can help prevent pneumococcal pneumonia. This flu season, visit lung.org slash pneumococcal and talk to your doctor or pharmacist about pneumococcal vaccination. President Biden is continuing to call on the House and Senate to approve his Build Back Better plan, which he argues will help the American economy. Republican Congressman Carlos Jimenez tells Fox and Friends he believes that this plan may actually get through the House because he doesn't trust the moderate Democrats. Every single, you know, crazy leftist uh, agenda idea that's gone to Congress, they voted for. They voted with the progressives. So I don't know if there's any moderate Democrats left. They may say they're moderate, but they don't vote moderate. They vote with the progressive wing. And so I'll be uh, very surprised if this thing doesn't pass at least through, you know, uh, the House. President Biden is highlighting a new executive order aimed at improving justice and public safety for Native Americans. He helped open a virtual tribal nation summit at the White House and said it's long overdue. The president also saying the United States must do more to support the dignity and sovereignty of tribal nations. This is USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. 
pleasant dreams. <laughs> the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. Calls for Cuban freedom are ringing out across South Florida as protesters are expected today on the communist island. Speaking from Miami's Freedom Tower, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis says the Cuban regime is a cancer that has grown across portions of the Western Hemisphere. Here we are a whole generation after the defeat of the Soviet Union, after the collapse of communism in Eastern Europe, and you still have Marxism, totalitarianism. With us today, enjoying all that sunny sky again as we've had over the weekend. Low to mid-70s. Tonight with a clear sky, chilly, crisp 40s to the mid-50s. Then sunshine mostly tomorrow with a high to the upper 70s. We'll keep it a little milder daily. Wednesday, sunshine to partly cloudy. 50s and 60s for the morning. We'll go to an afternoon high around 80 degrees. Thursday, some scattered showers. Along the next cold front, more sunshine and cool conditions Friday into the weekend. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. And welcome back to the second course of the food show on WGSO 990 AM. I'm Patty Burnham sitting in for Marianne Fitzmaurice, who's off in California visiting her grandchildren on a well-deserved vacation. All of y'all know Marianne. You know she stays pretty busy, not just with the radio show, but with everything else she's got going on in her life. So she deserved this week of uh, beautiful California weather and spending the time with her new gra- her new grandbaby, oh. and she's got a little baby girl finally, yeah. a granddaughter, oh, and she's got two grandsons. So she's uh, spending. She's a lot real of busy. Time. Yeah. yeah, she's busy. I think they probably had a little Thanksgiving this weekend. Yeah, but I'm here with Peyton Malone, my guest from WWL TV, who loves to talk about food. And <laughs> we were just saying that we, it's a good thing he found himself in New Orleans because I don't know of any other city where you can spend two hours talking about food, just food and it flies by. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> can talk for an hour and 10 minutes That's about right. pies and Thanksgiving sides. Yes. It's so easy. So the great pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie debate. Where do you stand on this? This is the, I love this debate. Okay, I love any debate about food because we all have different opinions and mm-hmm. everyone's you know partial to what they grew up with. Now, it's funny. The other day, this was about a month ago, me and Sheba and, um, and all the other crew uh, at the morning show were talking about uh, sweet potato pie. And someone had mentioned sweet potato on a pie. And I said, oh, you mean it's just a pumpkin pie? And boy, you would have thought... <laughs> I said the most <laughs> controversial thing, and I probably did. It probably just did again. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Sheba posted that online, and boy, did her followers have fun with that. And Chef Kev, uh, Chef mm-hmm. Kevin Belton, he got involved too and said, "Oh, Peyton, we got to have a talk." So yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It, the people are very passionate, and I've learned um, down here on the Gulf Coast and the Gulf South, sweet potato pie is more prominent than pumpkin pie. Most right. people prefer sweet potato pie, whereas where I'm from, I had never had a sweet potato pie growing up once. I don't think it's just pumpkin pie. And um, a lot of people think pumpkin pie is a northern thing. It's not. I mean, people. Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people come to me and they're like, "That's a northern thing," and I'm like, "Where I'm from is not the north." No. And we do, we eat sweet potato. Are we eat pumpkin pie? I have had sweet potato pie since, and I get it. There is a. I mean, there's literally a difference. One's made with sweet potato, and one's made with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And generally, you're more inclined to eat a sweet potato by itself, right? I could go bake right. a sweet potato and eat it plain. It's delicious. Right. I'm not going to go eat a pumpkin plain. So I get there's no. a difference there. But mm-hmm. when you doctor it up, in my opinion, and, and they're very similarly made. I mean, they've got their cinnamon, maybe a little nutmeg, a little cream, an egg, a little vanilla. They start to kind of taste similar, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was the great debate. on. I, was, I said they tasted the same, and everyone else said no. So... If you think they taste different, then they taste different. If you prefer a sweet potato, then mm-hmm. eat your sweet potato. I'm going to eat both probably and be happy <laughs> about it. So. Well, maybe it's because we don't have pumpkins growing down here. Probably. I, I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting on uh, the difference on uh, I, we don't, I don't eat sweet potato, but, you know, it's so common mm-hmm. down here. And they're both. I mean, they're both good. I'm not saying one well, yeah. gross, but there are people who think pumpkin pie is disgusting. I, I'm one of those and people. you don't like I it? I don't yeah. like pumpkin is pie. Is it a texture thing or is it a mental thing? It's probably a mental thing yeah. because I've had sweet potato pie yeah. and I like it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't order it. But if I was at someone's house and yeah. they had it, and I would say, yeah, okay, I'll taste I, it. I can get but, that. Like I was saying, pumpkin pie, or pumpkin itself, is it's a sweet potato is good by itself. So I can understand the argument. Um, mm-hmm. they're just, I just know they're made very similar. Just like from the ingredient standpoint, they're very, mm-hmm. the ingredients are very similar, I think. And if you make a sweet potato or a pumpkin pie, you would bake the crust first, right? Yeah, when I do have a good pumpkin pie, I make two with that same crust. But you've got to blind bake that crust. On, um, you've got to bake it before you put the pumpkin into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it, it's just not good. So you you bake it. That takes a minute, and then you you've also got to make the mixture on the stove. It's been a year since I made it for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. last year, but um, I love. I don't know. Pumpkin pie is just. I think it's so good, and I used to hate it growing up. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Now <laughs> there's something about it I like. But I need to make a sweet potato pie. I've never made a sweet potato pie. I've just read a lot of the you know recipes. For you them. should make one when you go home for Thanksgiving and introduce it to your family. You see, I could. What if they all hate it though? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell tell them it's pumpkin. They probably and see they wouldn't know. They yeah, literally would not And then after know. they eat it, yeah. you could say, by the way, that, that was wasn't pumpkin. Potato. That was sweet potato. Yeah. But I don't know. I think they'd try it. They would. We're not. We're not picky eaters. So yeah. Don't. I think they'd try it, and then they'll be asking you for your recipe. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I just the debate. It kills me every year. I think it's so fun mm-hmm. to talk about it because people are passionate about really? it. Really? Yes. <laughs> are you making anything up there, or are you just going to be a guest? I think. I think this time around, I'm just going to be a guest. I'm only going to be able to go for two. I'm leaving this weekend, so I'll be there for one full day, basically, and uh-huh. two half a days. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Enough to get in for, fortunately, the whole family's going to be there. And mm-hmm. I have a niece. She's like a year or something, so a year and a half. So mm-hmm. we could see the whole family. And I'm going to let them handle the cooking this year. And last year, I did make a pumpkin pie. Oh, did you? Um, <laughs> yeah, but this year, I'm just, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Yeah, well, you should. 
Will you be the celebrity this year? Yeah, celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. So is just is it just the turkey, or do they do the turkey and the ham and we do else? ham? Yeah, and you know I think ham. I love ham. Um, I think it's it's funny because on Thanksgiving I want a ham rather than turkey. I don't. I'm. I don't. I like the turkey being there because it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Thanksgiving. Well, because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it looks it's like, like you have to have a turkey, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if you eat one little piece. Right. But the ham, I'll eat too much ham. But it's funny if I'm eating a a, a sandwich or something. You know, any time of the year, I hate ham. I don't eat ham on a sandwich. I want a turkey sandwich. So it's <laughs> it's funny that it's very different. Mm-hmm. Deli meat is is uh, very different than I guess. Hmm. What we make on Thanksgiving. Well, when you have a chance, go to Tom Fitzmaurice's website. It's called nomenu.com, mm-hmm. okay. neworleansmenu.com. He has a recipe for a root beer glazed ham. Oh. That has is really a, a lot of people, we get a lot of people that call that say they do the root beer glazed yeah. ham every year. Root and beer um, I'm not sure how I said When I was growing up, my mother used to use Coca-Cola. Yeah. On the ham. My grandmother I, used to do I that. I guess yeah. it's the sugar. It caramelizes, it I'm caramel- sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom took it a step further and used Bark's root beer. Yeah. And it gives it just a little different flavor, but it's the same. It, it caramelizes and right. and gets uh, sweet and sugary on the Well, outside. root beer has that natural, more of a spice flavor right. to it, which is probably pretty good on it. I mean, on a ham, you're usually, mm-hmm. you have, you some have, we sometimes like a pineapple, sometimes it has like pineapple glaze. Pineapple, or yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but a, a sweet glaze, a sweet brown sugar glaze mm-hmm. is good with mm-hmm. maybe some cloves in it, but. Oh, yeah. Now, oh. See, I'm not a clove not a clo- person. You got to be careful with cloves. They'll take yeah. over it. Yeah, they will. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a clove, but. Uh, the sweet glaze with the pineapple and the cherries. You yeah. see that on, on the, all the Thanksgiving classic. pictures, yeah. you know, with the turkey and the and the and the ham. So you fit right in in New Orleans, let me tell you, because uh, Marianne, we've got friends from Chicago, and yeah. Marianne was saying when they evacuated for um, Katrina and they were in Washington, someone came over to their table and they said, "You people must, y'all must be from New Orleans." And she said, "Well, yeah, we are." She said, "How do you know?" And and it was the wait, the server. She said, because every time I come to your table, you're talking about where you're going to eat next. <laughs> and my friends from Chicago say the same thing. At breakfast, yeah. you talk about where you're going to have lunch. lunch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, you think, literally, my entire week is usually planned around the weekend. And what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? That's right. And it's, <laughs> we were talking about this weekend. There's so many places to eat here. That you almost feel guilty if you keep going back to the same place. You'll find a place you love and you want to go back, but right. you think, oh my gosh, there's a hundred other places that I need to go try, and you mm-hmm. feel guilty about it. And then you get overwhelmed, and then you're like, wait, I can't think of any other places because there's so many. Yeah. So yeah. Most of my week is spent around thinking, mm-hmm. what am I going to eat this week? Yeah. Where, where, where are we going <laughs> to eat? I know. Eat? You really do. And you, yeah. fit, you fit right into New Orleans yeah. with that. Yeah. That's well, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back, and we're going to talk some more food. With Peyton Malone. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, 
celebrating 25 years. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and hot jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. You make me feel so young. And we're back, and we're talking about seafood now. I was talking with Peyton, who comes to us from, uh, is it North Texas? Northwest Texas. Northwest Texas. Archer City, Texas. Where they don't have... Seafood like no. we have. We here. have some creeks and you know tanks. We call them tanks. That's a pond, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the tank, because everyone digs a tank for their cattle. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they may have a little catfish in them, and that's about mm-hmm. all we eat where I'm from, seafood wise. Because any, you know, if you want to go have seafood, you got to go to the Red Lobster, and ah. I, I know everyone <laughs> just screams. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, it's just one of those things like, you know, when you live in uh, an area like that far away from any body of water, the seafood is not our prime source of food. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to eat a lot more, um, a lot, we ate a lot of chicken and potatoes growing up. And Mm -hmm. it's, it was interesting when I moved down here, how my diet changed from that to seafood and rice. I mean, growing up, we never ate rice. And here it's like rice is is so funny. A Sunday meal for us was fried chicken and fried potato. So you just dice up a potato and you mm-hmm. cook it in some oil and that was that's your classic meal where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it's just rice, rice, rice. So yeah. it's all growing on me. Seafood is growing on me. It took me a minute. It's still taking me a while, but uh there are certain things I've really got to be in the mood for it, I guess. Like mm-hmm. fish. But it's funny, I'll go with my friends, you know, we'll go out to eat here and they're from here and they always order the fish and it'll mm-hmm. be a red fish or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's growing on me, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. So so you haven't tried oyster dressing yet? Thanksgiving oyster dressing. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. There's this place in South Mississippi, and I cannot think of the name. He used to own a restaurant, and it is, and I don't know if it's a seafood dressing or if it's like an eggplant dressing, but it's famous on the coast. So if anyone's listening to us on the Mississippi coast, you probably know what I'm talking about. And he only, now he only sells it during the holidays. Really? And you can buy a big pan of it. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had it, we were at um, we were at the fall festival in Past Christian, and they were mm-hmm. selling it by the like by the carton full or a little cart mm-hmm. full. And honestly, the dressing it reminded me of ours so much, like the one my mom makes so much mm-hmm. with a little twist on it. And I. I can't remember if it had seafood or it was something interesting in it. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. seafood or oyster dressing, but it shocked me on that. I loved it. So mm-hmm. it had something in it that surprised me. It probably, me. oyster dressing is a big thing. Right. And on here, the coast. Especially around and the holiday. Oh, yeah. And on the coast. Yeah. yeah. I bet it did have oysters. But, oh, my in gosh. It. I wish I remember the name of him. He's, I think he had a place in Ocean Springs, maybe. And then he closed it. But now he, every year, I think he makes. A mm-hmm. big old heaping amount of that and sells it because it's everyone you know dreams about it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, maybe I've had oyster dressing. I don't mind oysters if they're 
covered in something. I yeah. can't do them raw. I don't need them raw either. Or I guess they have to be, what's that called? What's a Rockefeller? Or what do they yeah, call it? Uh, with spinach. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, or yeah. Um, or Bienville, Bienville is another one. Yeah. You know, the half shell on the coast. Most of my mm-hmm. seafood, I guess I've been on the Mississippi coast when I lived there is when I ate the most. Mm-hmm. They do some really good oysters there that are broiled and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. So I could do that, but the raw, yeah, I don't, to me it's like snot. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. No, no, no. I'm going to eat them yeah. raw either. <laughs> yeah. I like all the accoutrements. Like I like the, the sauce on a cracker. Oh, yes. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't need the oyster. My husband loves yeah. raw oysters. Marianne likes raw oysters. Yeah. Uh, no. It's a mental no. thing for me. It's yeah. a texture thing. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It know, doesn't like, taste bad. And everybody says, you know, well, you don't chew it. Well, I don't need to eat anything that I have to swallow whole. <laughs> right. You know? But if, you know, I, I don't get it. It's like developing a taste for alcohol. Like, yeah. you have to develop a taste for it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to drink. Develop them. I like... Why not eat what I like? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't need to develop a taste for it. That's true. That's I like the way to chew I my food. About it's, it. a, it's you know, eating yeah. is compl- it's eating is texture too. You know, absolutely, that's a big part of it. Is what does it feel like in you know when you're chewing it? So. See, I was like that with avocados. It, oh, it, it's a, it's just salt. recently yeah. that I've gotten into eating avocados yeah. as a salad. And that's uh, because I just the texture just kind of throws me off. I used to be the same off. way, but now it's one of my favorite. Yeah, I'd eat it with a spoon out of the. You know, just cut oh, it in really? half and just eat a spoon for breakfast. It's little, really good for you, too. Yeah. You put a little, um, you know, Cajun seasoning on it mm-hmm. or a little, you know, crystal or whatever. And oh my Listen God, to you, it's man. It's the best breakfast You're ever. becoming a New Orleans. It's funny. When I moved down here, I never <laughs> ate hot sauce. And then mm-hmm. I moved down here to the coast and I came here. And mm-hmm. there was like two years where I couldn't, I put it on everything. everything. Uh, popcorn. <laughs> put it on popcorn. <laughs> Phenomenal. It's just like that nice vinegary hot touch to mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. We go to the, you know, you go to a fancy restaurant now, and I think we were at Broussard's once, and I was like, do you have any crystals y'all can bring me? I need some hot sauce. <laughs> they kind of look at you funny, I guess. But yeah, but they brought it to you. They did, yeah. Of course yeah. they had it. So. They, probably in a little dish, so nobody yeah. would see what it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's good. So what's some of your favorite places to eat at here in New Orleans? Oh, my gosh. You know, um, I was surprised on... When I moved here, um, you know, I love Italian. Who doesn't love Italian? Oh, yeah, but I love Italian. I came here, and uh, one of my favorite Italian places that I go to at Vincent's on St. Charles. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I think it's I think it's a couple things about Vincent's on St. Charles. Because there's two. There's one in Metairie. There's one in Metairie. Isn't that yeah, the original? One on St. Charles. I think that's maybe the original. I think, I think the original one is in Metairie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never been to that one, so I can't speak on that one. I'm sure it's phenomenal. But I love the one on St. Charles. The atmosphere. It's so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about it. I've never had a bad experience there with the wait staff and mm-hmm. just how friendly they've all been. And it's just, it's a fantastic place. And the food, I get the cannelloni. Cannelloni? It's, I don't, I'd never even heard of that before I moved here. And to me, it's, I call it, it's like, it's almost like an enchilada, but right. it's got veal in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got this white cream sauce on it. I don't know. I dream about it. I, you don't eat it often because <laughs> no. I can't imagine how many calories it yeah. is. Yeah. Hey, you got to be, you know, you got to fit in a suit every day. But um, <laughs> it's my, that is one of my favorite dishes I've had here in the city. Mm-hmm. And people ask, what's your favorite restaurant in New Orleans? It's so hard. Oh, yeah. There's so many. And I think, and I think I'm, and nothing even comes to mind because there's so many restaurants. Yeah. 
Do you have a favorite? No, I, you can't have a favorite. I always yeah. say my top five. That's a good, yes. You know, yeah. my top five. I love Mr. B's. Okay. Mr. Mr. B's, B's on um, Royal in mm-hmm. Iberville. So it's a Brennan restaurant. Yes. And they have awesome barbecue shrimp. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I and do love a good barbecue shrimp. Barbecue shrimp. Uh, you know, I have a funny story. My daughter lives in Colorado. Yeah. She uh, moved to Colorado about two years ago. And, you know, everywhere you go, they have Cajun restaurants. Yeah. You know, they it's have a New Orleans style. New restaurant. Orleans style yeah. restaurant. So she went to this and, and I think she said the name. I think the name of it is Cajun something or Cajun it, kitchen. Cajun, something <laughs> right. like that. So she went to it for dinner and she ordered barbecued shrimp. Yeah. And they actually came in barbecue sauce. Oh, no. I yes. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. It was. She was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> Which tells you whoever owns that and is working in the kitchen has never been down here. It's never here. been down here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, no. That's right. Because we had a whole discussion about barbecue shrimp last week. Yeah. And someone called from Plano, Texas yeah. and said he was going to do barbecue shrimp for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the original recipe, I think, um, is the one at Mr. B's. And then Emerald bumped it up a notch. Yeah. By putting a Worcestershire sauce in it. Okay. And that really kind of changed the flavor of it, and it changed the whole picture of barbecue shrimp in New Orleans. And then it transited, yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of one of my favorites. And I love uh, Venezia's. Have you ever been to Venezia's on Carrollton? Yeah. That's really good Italian food, too. Um, oh, I'm trying to picture where it's at. It's right um, off Carrollton and Canal yeah. near... Bricadas. Oh yes, it's right next to Bricadas. Right. I have been there. Almost. I went there last year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what I had. I think I had a pizza. That's also the one of those. Are great. That's also one of those great atmospheres. And then when you leave there, if you don't get dessert, you just slide next door and go to right. Bricadas. Bricadas. I listen. Bricadas is my favorite dessert place in the mm-hmm. city. That's one thing we don't have a lot of here. I think. No, we surprisingly, don't. Are, are these little dessert places that really feel like New Orleans. Um, you walk in there and you. I mean, you feel like you're in New Orleans right. decades ago. Right. And I don't know. I just love that place. They have these little, I, I'd never heard of them before. I think they call them Greek caps, the bricottas. Mm-hmm. And it's this it's this pastry. It's very flaky, but in the middle, there's an almond. Um, it's like an almond paste. Paste, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, Never heard of them. I got online after I had my first one. I researched. I couldn't find them anywhere. So I don't know where they came from. If they came up with it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's you know a family recipe that's just been made for a hundred and however long they've been around. It probably is. You know, uh, once I was in Venezia's and we asked about dessert, uh-huh. and uh, the server told us that the owner of Venezia's had a deal with Bricadas. Uh-huh. They wouldn't serve dessert if Bricadas wouldn't serve pasta. Really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So they 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 don't have they purposely yeah. don't have dessert at Venetia's. It's perfect. So you can go down to Bricadas. Yeah. And let me tell you, you go by there any night, and there's the line, line out, the out, door. out the door. Yeah. Especially now during the pandemic, I think they. But they even put some um, tables outside. Yeah. Well, they opened up their. They opened up. They made that little side door they had yeah, into a, a little dry, a little takeout window, mm-hmm. and I think you can still do that, but. Mm-hmm. There's nothing beats going in there on like a weekend night, That's and right. you know after my favorite, like you go look at Christmas lights during the holidays, oh, yeah. and yeah. then you go to Bricotta's late at night, and you get a hot mm-hmm. latte, and you get some, you get a cannoli, one of their fresh, mm-hmm. kil- I oh so good, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. so that's one of my favorites of dessert places, but yeah. um, favorite dessert I think in New like down here on the Gulf South, and what I'm always searching for the best of bread pudding. 
Oh yeah. I love to just I we go somewhere. I'll be full as a tick, and yeah. I think let's try some bread pudding. I gotta try it to see mm-hmm. if it's any good. Most places it's pretty good. So you found a favorite yet? I you know it's funny we're talking about favorites. I've had all these bread puddings, and I'm thinking where did I have that at? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Because everybody's got it. Yeah, there is, and um, you can't you can't beat a banana Foster's bread pudding either. Some places do those very well. Mm-hmm. There's a place. Um, one bread pudding that comes to mind, it's not even in New Orleans, it's on the coast again. Bacchus. You ever been to Bacchus? No. On the beach. It's in Pash Christian. And um, they do a really good bread pudding there that I think about often. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Commander's and had their bread pudding souffle? No. Yeah, I want to. I yes. also want to go to their, I, was it, 25-cent martinis, whenever they do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We want to do that. We've been, me, Eric, and Chief have been talking about that for a well, while. Well, um, <laughs> the bread pudding souffle at Commanders, you have to order uh-huh. when you order your meal. Oh, you, because it takes that. It takes a they while make it to fresh. cook it. They make it fresh for oh, you. Oh wow! And it actually is this big bubble of a souffle uh-huh. that comes to your table. And when they serve it to you, they take the spoon and they poke a hole in the top of it uh-huh. and pour the rum, rum sauce. sauce oh, in the I've middle. seen this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's it's awesome. Oh, I do love a good bread pudding. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like a dressing. You know, when you think of dressing, right, it's like, right. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the quest to find the best bread pudding in New Orleans. Okay. So if you know where it's at, hey, call us if know. anybody yeah. got any ideas. I like the bread pudding with raisins in it. I don't mind the raisins. I'm I'm not weird about that at all. No. I, the older I say, the older I get, I don't mind raisins. <laughs> and I used to hate raisins, but now my favorite things have raisins. Oatmeal yeah. raisin cookies. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, oh I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I don't like other things though. Yeah. Like there are people that put like fruit cocktail in them. Oh. And it's like no, oh, no, right, no, yeah. no, no. That does not belong in a bread pudding. How do you feel about? Um, I'm very passionate about the topic of chocolate and dessert. Because I think chocolate is overused. It's kind of like bacon. I think bacon is overused in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm weird about bacon and chocolate. Two of the most loved things <laughs> on the planet. I don't mind. I'll eat both. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times chocolate is used too much in certain desserts. I think bacon is used too much. So for me, if it's a chocolate chip cookie, I want it to taste like chocolate. Yeah. If it's a pumpkin cookie, I don't want chocolate in it. If it's an oatmeal cookie, I don't really want chocolate. Yeah. In it. Or if it's a pumpkin, a lot of people put chocolate and pumpkin stuff. And really, I, I you think it's to cover up the taste of the pumpkin? Probably. <laughs> you know, now that you say it, it's people don't you like see? It. see. And I hate it. And then bacon, I don't want bacon overpowering an entire mm-hmm. dish. There are certain things that bacon's good on, but um, we're gonna break for just a minute for the news at the, the bottom of the hour. But when we come back, I'm going to tell Peyton about, have you had the praline bacon yet? This will change your life. I know. I know about it. Okay. <laughs> Listen in to WGSO, 990 AM. Call us. We've got 30 minutes left. Call us to talk food, 504-596-9696. If you got a good bread pudding recipe or a good bread pudding place, call us so we can go. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Gallagher. This may come as no surprise, but a new report rates Louisiana the second worst state in America for people to own and drive a car. Bankrate.com analyst Sarah Foster says we have the highest priced car insurance at an average $2,700, and we have a high traffic fatality rate. If you're living in a state that might be a little riskier, especially when it comes to safety or poor roads and bridge quality, it really does kind of transfer back into your auto insurance premium. Foster says our auto rates are on average about 1000 bucks higher than the national average. She also says auto repair costs and long commute times help with our terrible ranking. 
Shreveport police are investigating the Sunday night shooting death of an 18-year-old man. They say the gunfire started after an argument over a cell phone. And a homo woman is in jail after allegedly biting a police officer's ear completely off. It happened early Saturday morning as officer tried to break up a fight at a bar parking lot. 36-year-old Michelle Smith reportedly chopped the cop's ear and then fled. A warrant is out for her arrest. This is news on LRN. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. And we're back. And uh, in the break, we got a call from Sylvia who said you can get the recipe for Wendy's chili online. Okay. That it's made with tomato juice Um, and tomato puree. Yeah. And red kidney beans. Oh, okay. So she said you can. She said she makes it all the time. It's delicious. Yeah. She also said that there's a Piccadilly on the West Bank, and since she called, we also remember found that there's one in Clearview. Yeah. So I hope they're making a lot of carrot souffle. Sylvia's going to go Wednesday, and she said she's getting the carrot souffle. So oh my God! I literally am going to have to go to Piccadilly now. You're going to have to go to Piccadilly. I haven't been, like I said, it's been nearly 20 years probably since I went yeah. to Piccadilly, and it's funny we were talking about where Piccadillys were. We where I grew up, it was in our mall. And mm-hmm. we were talking about Biloxi had theirs in their yeah, mall. And then, the mall. It, I guess, after Katrina, after Katrina and Edgewater. Opened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there's, it's crazy that there's two still in the metro. Yeah, really. And we're, they're right here. We got to go yes, to it. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. All right. And, so, and she also was really impressed with someone as young as you are being so knowledgeable about, <laughs> about baking food. and about food. It's she loved it. It's one of those it. things. I don't know. I. Growing up, I didn't, I mean, I baked and cooked. I was kind of fascinated with it. I was fascinated with most, I guess, weather mostly, but mm-hmm. the cooking thing was fun. And then since I went to college, it was like, it was fun. And then one year I got a, a Christmas aid for Christmas. And I feel like that just propelled me to do even more with baking. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Baking is generally what I like, I think. Cooking, you know, like we're talking cooking, yeah. everyday meals. I could cook, but it I don't find as near much joy in it, I don't mm-hmm. guess. But baking, yes. And um, during the pandemic, it was, uh, I think a lot of people started baking, actually. Yeah. It's funny. During, right when the pandemic started, I mean, what, this has been nearly two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big bread, bread baker, and I know you are, too. Yes. And I have this fun book. It's called The Bread Bible, actually. And it's just this book of extensive bread recipes, all the way from soda breads to yeast breads to the most advanced breads I've never even heard of. Mm -hmm. And so when the pandemic started, I said, well, I'm going to continue baking bread like I always do. And I was like, maybe I'll shoot some videos. And so I posted some videos online, but there was a yeast shortage. Do you remember this? No. Right when the pandemic started, there was no yeast to be found oh, wait, in the wait. United States. I do States. remember that. I do remember that. I went to, when I say I went to every store in New Orleans on the East Bank that would sell, I mean, from New Orleans East all the way to Kenner, I drove to every <laughs> store. No store had yeast. And then I ended up finding yeast at um, that, I think it's that Save-A-Lot right there on the corner of Airline and, and Carrollton. Yeah. Is it yeah, Earhart? Yeah. It's either Earhart or Airline. It's... It's Earhart. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, that's where I found the the um, the yeast, and it was just astonishing. I called my mom 400, 500 miles away. I said, go to the grocery mail store. And I said, if you can find yeast in the grocery store, mail it to me. And there wasn't any there. So it's funny. There was this great yeast shortage, and now every time I go somewhere I see yeast, I'm like, I should probably buy it. Just to yeast. It's like the PTSD <laughs> with know. yeast. That's yeah. right. But, um, yeah, baking typically – I've been getting away from bread, I think, because I mm-hmm. will eat too much of it if I mm-hmm. make it. I'll just eat the whole loaf. But now it's, I have a terrible sweet tooth. I mean, the worst sweet tooth. So, oh, I do too. Oh, it's bad. And, and if you enjoy baking, that's a really bad combination mm-hmm. because you got to, if you bake it all, you got to find somewhere to get rid of it so, right. or you'll eat it all. Right. But um, cookies, uh, cookies are one of those easy go to things that you can whip up and, you know, just mm-hmm. by you memorize the little recipe and what's your favorite cookie to bake? My favorite is one I just came up with years ago and it's um it's got a little it's got pecans in it. That's kind of the main feature. I love pecans. Yeah. I do. And then it's got little bitty chocolate morsels in it, but not many. Enough to just give it a hint of chocolate. I was talking about mm-hmm. how much I hate chocolate. I don't mind that it's like a little hint and then I put a little cinnamon in it. So I don't know. The combination is so good, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling you earlier, I mainly use brown sugar in my cookies rather than mm-hmm. white sugar. It gives a, I think the texture is better and the moisture content of it's better. Mm-hmm. But it's such an easy recipe. I mean, it's um off the top of my head, of course, I can't think of it. But it's, it's just so easy. It whips up maybe a couple dozen cookies. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one stick of butter. It's two big eggs. And um, always make sure your, your room your eggs are room temperature. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Cold egg is not going to mix into the batter very well or that dough. Really? Yeah. So a lot of times you get the egg out and you think, oh, this egg's freezing. I'll just I put it in a, I put it in a cup of hot water for a second mm-hmm. and let it kind of get a little bit closer to room temperature. And it'll mix in. I don't know. That's a lesson I learned from someone watching growing even up. Even anything. Even cakes. Yeah. Anything. Always bake, bake with room want, temperature. You don't want yeah. to have a cold egg. Yeah. Always bake with room temperature. I did not Unless the recipe calls for cold ingredients, which mm-hmm. I've never had a, a recipe call for cold eggs. Cold no, butter, yes. The, but. the only thing I've ever seen is cold butter. Yeah. And that's yeah. a whole different story. But yeah. Room temperature egg. All mm. ingredients should be room temperature, unless mm-hmm. it's a pie crust or something you eat mm-hmm. cold. So, so, do you make any of those fancy pastries like 
the pot of chew. Have you ever made that? Oh, I do know what you're talking about. No, um, I don't know what it. I don't really know what it is, but I hear people talking about uh-huh. it. Uh, like, like a sh- the cream puff. Yeah, pastry. a shoe. Well, it's a shoe pastry. So mm-hmm. a shoe pastry. It's like an eclair. That's right. what that is. Right. Um, I've never made that, but uh, that's a really easy. Uh, uh, shoe to make it's it's just cream and flour and you mix it in a a pot and it comes together and then usually it's it's a very wet it's a very wet um shoe so you've got to put it in usually a bag and then you you what's it called pipe it pipe it out yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's typically how i know shoe Hmm. and it's got the fan it's a french word i'm assuming but everyone just calls it shoe because I can't speak French. I wish yeah, I could. <laughs> you can't speak French and I you're from spe- here. I don't know. I can't speak French. I speak Ninth Ward. That's okay, where I'm from. There you go. But uh, it sounds difficult. Yeah. Patachu. Yeah, you know? it does sound difficult. So I have never even tried it. So tell me about some other cookies that you make. Those are my, honest to gosh, those are my main ones. The When I'm having a craving for a cookie, it's just the mm-hmm. pecan chocolate chip. But I mean, you could make, you could substitute anything into a cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, my other favorite thing to make... Um, Cinnamon rolls. I really get into cinnamon rolls. Really? I love to eat cinnamon rolls, but if you're going to make it, it is a chore because uh, you've got to make your your enriched. I use a really enriched dough, so it's going to have a ton of fats, and it's going to have a ton of egg in it, and um, that just gives you that really good brioche, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the foundation of my good cinnamon roll, I think, and then you can, you know, however, you, just a normal cinnamon roll with cinnamon, butter, and sugar, or whatever. Is it like make. a biscuit dough, or is it? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's a biscuit. It's just a good brie. It's like a, a very enriched, it's a very mm-hmm. moist, very fatty dough. It, it takes forever to rise because it has so much fat in it. Oh, so it's one of those that you have to make and sit aside and wait for it to rise. You can do it over, you, yeah. It, honestly, you can make it the day before and then put it in the fridge, and it'll rise pretty good overnight in the fridge. Now, mm-hmm. you don't want to leave it out overnight. It'll it'll overproof, but right. um, an overnight dose in the fridge, and then you can wake up in the morning and um, roll it out and, and do it. And It's a long pro. I mean, it's a full, if you're going to make it one day, you got to start in the morning, and then it'll be ready by that evening because <laughs> of all the... Rest this, do that, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got to bake it, and then you got to make it and cool it, make the cream cheese icing. Yeah, so you can't get up and decide to make cinnamon rolls for breakfast. No, it's <laughs> you got to decide the day before you want cinnamon rolls, yeah, tomorrow for breakfast. So I do that maybe a couple times a year, excuse me, a couple mm-hmm. times a year in the holidays. I think it's and it's you, a good. you roll it out and put all the cinnamon on, and then roll it up and cut it, yeah, cut it. Um, uh, a really good, um. If you have any uh, floss, like dental floss, that isn't flavored, you don't want mint flavor because you don't want your cinnamon rolls tasting like mint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess true. you could, but that makes a that's a great way to cut cinnamon rolls. Really? If you wrap it around it and then just pull it tight, that, mm-hmm. that floss will cut through it very easily and you'll get perfect cuts. Um, and always cut wow. from the middle, right? So if you start if you start on the edge, you're not going to get the same size. But if you start in the middle and you half each roll you cut, then they'll all be the same size. So that's a little cutting tool. And that's wow. anything you cut. Never ever. thought of that. Start in the middle and work your way out mm-hmm. and just half each time you cut. And you'll get a you'll get a perfect cut. You don't have to get the ruler out and do all that kind yeah. of stuff. So. <laughs> and when you sometimes when you cut it with a knife it's, You're gonna press it down on it. Yeah. yeah. It, you gotta have a really good sharp knife mm-hmm. to cut through it or you're gonna you're gonna have that cinnamon roll that's all crumped oval. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crimped down on one yeah. side. And, yeah. Yeah. So oh, and I had pecans. I don't know. I think pecans go on anything. I love to be honest, yeah. Um, so throw a little pecan into the cinnamon mm-hmm. roll as well. 
Or you could do walnut. I mean, mm-hmm. you name it. You can put a little glazed caramel sauce in the bottom of the pan and have like more of a sticky bun situation. Hmm. You can just do whatever you're feeling in the moment. Yeah, it, it. Sound, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you get you, you know you you kind of just go with the flow yeah. when you're baking. Something. I mean, once you have the base, once you have the base of a bread or a, a any patisserie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it doesn't directly affect the dough or the the crust or whatever um, itself, then you can kind of do mm-hmm. whatever you want inside or around it, mm-hmm. and whatever you're in the mood for. But that's the thing about baking bread. I love you know, to bake bread. Yeah, but you can't taste it. Like if you're baking it for gifts, yeah, you just got to keep your fingers crossed and hope that it it's cooked all the good. way through. And, <laughs> you know, but that you know, it no one's going to tell you anything if it's no, bad. they're not. I, and I you know, s- if you put enough <laughs> butter on it, you know. <laughs> I have so much anxiety about giving bread away as gifts if, mm-hmm. if I don't taste it because you literally don't know. You don't you, know. You hope it's done. You don't mm-hmm. know what the crust looks like on the inside. And it's just one of those, Here's this is my love that I'm yeah, giving you. That's Please right. just accept it. <laughs> just accept Don't tell it. me if it's bad. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and nobody will. You're right. No, They'll say it the was thought. delicious. Yeah. So, uh, but I did make a cinnamon bread once ooh, that I like rolled out and it swirled. Mm-hmm. And I made a bunch of them, but yeah. before I gave any of them away, I made two and I kept them. Yeah. And I wanted to slice them and make sure how they came out all right. Yeah. And um, I never got any any bad reviews yeah. back. Well, that's good. But it was fun. But but you do. You have anxiety. Like, gosh, I hope that's good. Yeah. I hope it doesn't taste too much like yeast or I hope it, yeah. you know. It's but, cooked. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I guess you could always give a little jar of jelly with it mm-hmm. and to put jelly on Ooh, it. you could... <laughs> You could do a homemade jelly, or you could make some type of butter with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could whip up a good butter. What about figs? Are you, are you into figs uh, at Recently, all? yes. You have? Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back the last 15 minutes. We're going to talk about figs. We're with Peyton Malone from WWL, my good friend, my new friend from WWL, who's just given us all of this <laughs> wonderful advice about bacon. We're all going to go home and bake. Oh, Today's no. Monday, so you've yeah. got the rest of the week to go grocery shopping, and then this weekend you can bake all weekend. Yes. And you can call us next week and let us know how it came out. We'll be right back after this break. If you want to call us, please do, 504-566-9696. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. And we're back on WGSO, the food show. Marianne Fitzmaurice is on vacation this week, so I've been sitting in for her. My friend Peyton Malone has been with me today. We've been talking baking. But we now have one of our regular callers, Darren, who's got a restaurant review for us. He went to 
Desi Vega's Friday night uh, steakhouse, and he's calling to tell us about it. Hey, Darren. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks for calling. So I, uh, so I, I, you know, obviously most people, when they think of Desi Vega, they, they think of the New Orleans location and uh, in the Metairie location, absolutely was outstanding. It, it did not disappoint in any way whatsoever. The, the setting is really nice. It, it, it's somewhat of a simple but, but elegant setting. And, Patty, I will tell you, from the time we got there, the reservation was 6 until maybe the time we left around 7.30, 7.45, the place was nonstop. So obviously, oh, so obviously people have embraced it. And, and, and it's such a simple location to pull up to Heritage Plaza, to park your car and walk right in with no issues with parking, no concerns about safety. Just, uh, it was a really pleasant experience. And, and, and if you're familiar with Desi, we started with, the uh, the meatball appetizer, and mm. and it's just excellent. It just melts in your mouth. It's really really good, and and of course they bring the warm bread. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. if you're the if you're the type of person that likes to take the bread and and sop up the the sauce of the gravy, would however you call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really really good, and and. Uh, and then we uh, we all did fillets, and it was just perfection. I mean, it, it oh, really that's good. it's hard to beat it. It just it melts in your mouth, and it's just so well done. And and of course the sides. I think we did a combination of the cream spinach, the, the garlic mashed potatoes, the potatoes I got, and it was just all so mm. good. And um, just certainly not disappointing. So did you have uh, dessert? Did you have dessert? We we did because it was my birthday. They oh happy birthday. They brought thank you. They they brought two desserts, and uh, I think one was a brownie that was really simple but done really well with with a little bit of vanilla bean ice cream. The other, I, Patty, I want to say it's their. Cookies and cream cheesecake. Ooh, yeah. Oh, God. And that, that, was, <laughs> that was really, really good. And so we all had uh, a taste of, it was five of us. We all had a taste of it. And, uh, and then, of course, my dad, he and I, we, we love coffee. So we, we, we wrapped it up with some coffee. And what I love so much about the way they do coffee is that the cream is not only real cream, but it's served to you warm. You know, just so, those little touches like yeah. that makes makes such a big difference. Yep. So we really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, for us, it's not something we do on a regular basis. Yeah. And let's face it, it's, it's costly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so well worth it. And, and I think, as I mentioned to you, and I'm sure Peyton will appreciate this, you know, my, you know we're native New Orleanians, and my dad grew up, uh, there's really no other way to say it, incredibly poor. And and from from the bayou, then they moved to New Orleans. And, uh, and my grandmother, my late grandmother, she supported the family working at the old Schwegman. 
And so, you know, he he had never experienced something like this before at the age of 78. And so that was my birthday wish. My dad, who's my best friend, I wanted him to be a part of that and to just experience that. So, you know, you're talking about the experience. I, I guess we went to Desi Vegas on the North. They have that North Shore location. It's in Covington, right? I think and, so. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's fairly new um, within the, maybe the past year or two. And we went there, and I remember the experience so vividly. It was for a friend's birthday, and it was, you know, a big table of us. And then I, mm-hmm. when our food was ready, they all brought it out at the same time with, like, ten servers. And they all showed up, and we all got our food yeah. at the same time. And it was this experience and presentation. And mm-hmm. that's my main memory of it was it was just such a fun a fun night there mm-hmm. in Desi Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and you know, Peyton, if if you like if you like that, if you like Desi, then I would also say try Mr. John's on St. Charles. He he's actually, oh, yeah. I, I think Patty, he's a part owner of of Is Mr. He? John's as well. That's another and, special um, occasion place, Mr. John. It's Mr. John, just mm-hmm. yeah, so good. But but I will share, guys. So so I absolutely love bacon, and this may sound really <laughs> crazy. But this is just a great story. So I, I, at one time I was traveling uh, the central west regions of our country with my employer as, as a regional business director. And so San Antonio was a stop that I would make on a regular basis. And my the vice president I reported to, we were staying at a boutique hotel. It's still there. And I want to say the name of it to the Valencia it is the best BLT I have ever had <laughs> in my entire life. Really? But listen. It will, I mean, to say that about a BLT. Yeah. It has it bacon in the title. It's supposed to be good That's bacon, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just. It must have been memorable for you to remember it. It was, it was to die for. I mean, who goes to lunch at a nice hotel, a little <laughs> Fancy hotel in orders of BLT. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. You did. <laughs> Sometimes the simple things at restaurants are the best things because they're right. done so well. You That's know. That's right. But I just I like I like when bacon is not overpowering. Mm-hmm. So maybe when it's rendered down and and maybe a something else is cooked in that fat, whether it's a vegetable, and so you have that hint. Yeah. Of of bacon, I just I. Uh, that's when I really like it when it's a, when it's a compliment or my one thing my brother does during the holidays, which is incredible. He will take. So a complete, I guess we would call it a string bean and he will wrap that in bacon, maybe four to five of them. He'll wrap it in bacon and then some type of brown sugar glaze. Oh gosh. And it, and he puts it in the oven and it's like eating candy. It's so good. (laughs) That candied bacon. The candied bacon. Yeah. You That's forget it. you're eating a green bean. <laughs> That's it. And it's done. And, you know, so I think like Brussels sprouts, people sometimes struggle with that. Yeah. But maybe with the Happen right amount bacon. of bacon, <laughs> I think there you go. Well, so we, well, we might I, uh, try that. Well, Darren, thank you so much for well, calling. Thank you so much. I was hoping you thank would call you. with your re- report from Desi Vegas. And, um but, We'll have to get Peyton down to uh, Mr. John's, but that's another yeah. special it. occasion place. And on a final note, Peyton, my family, we're, we're natives. We're big fans of yours. Oh, so well, thanks for, doing, for watching. Keep doing what you're doing. So. Isn't it cool that he came and spent this time with us? I'm, I'm really Absolutely. so excited. 
Uh, there's two things I love, weather and baking. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, have a good afternoon. Thanks, Darren. Bye-bye. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Darren's one of our regular callers, and um, he we've been waiting for this report on yeah. Desi Vegas. He was going there Friday. It's fun. It's a great experience. That, um, well, that's, when you said that, yeah. you know, it just, like, the food is kind of, even though it's excellent, yeah. it's like That's not secondary. my memory of it, though. Yeah. Is, it was just the fun. I mean, it's just, usually when you go there, you're with a big party, or there yeah. for, it was for a birthday, and yeah. I just remember the whole thing felt like it was an orchestrated, it was just mm-hmm. like a dance they were doing around the table, mm-hmm. and it was, it was fun. I Isn't that it. awesome? Yeah. That's a great memory. Yeah. Well, ba- going back to bacon, yeah. not baking, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth's. Down in the Ninth Ward uh-huh. uh, has praline bacon. Oh, okay. And it's bacon that's cooked with brown sugar okay. on the outside. And it's delicious. You would love it. with your sweet And they call tube. it a praline. That's what they call it, praline bacon. You know, another funny story. When I moved here, people were saying, so it's one of those things where I'm from Texas and mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm small town North Texas. And I had never heard of a praline. I'd heard of a praline. And oh. now... <laughs> When I go home and I hear praline, I cringe. Oh, I, no, 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 it's a no, praline. It's a praline. Yeah. Don't say, you can always tell when somebody's not from oh, here. Oh, yeah. It, usually, they're from, it's a, it, if they're from Texas, they say praline. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's so funny now. I cringe when I hear mm-hmm. praline. See, you're becoming one of us. I'm trying to. Yeah. You know, you, you'll be a native New Orleanian before you know it. You'll yeah. tell people when they ask you where you're from, you'll say you're from New Orleans. No, I don't think I'll ever do that. It's funny. <laughs> I'll meet people who have lived here 50 years. I'll say, where are you from? Chicago, but I've lived here 50 years. And I'm like, you've lived yeah. here 50 years. You're basically from <laughs> basically here at that from point. Here. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you're heading home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, maybe you could call in yeah. when you come back and yeah. let me know about your Thanksgiving. Listen, have me back or whenever. I'll be back um, during the holidays. I'm here in town. so. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm actually going back next you. weekend, so I will be back before Thanksgiving. You'll be back before yeah. Thanksgiving because yeah. you have to work Thanksgiving. We have to work Thanksgiving, yeah. You know, what's the weather going to be like? Well, I got you here. Yeah. What's it look like for Thanksgiving? It's going to be cool. Next week. You know, I was looking at the long-range pattern. That's a long ways out. So you're talking, what is today, Monday? You're talking yeah, like. 11-day forecast, yeah. and yeah. we know how reliable I'm not going to put you on the spot. No, no, no. We're talking about <laughs> this. Um, I was kind of looking at long range. It looks like we're going to stay in this active pattern, meaning an active pattern is where you see fluctuations in the chain. So there's been fluctuations. Mm-hmm. We were cold this weekend. We're going to be warm the next couple of days. Another cold front moves in the end of this week, and then it looks like another cold front will probably move in towards the Monday, Tuesday of next week. We'll mm-hmm. see if it lingers into Thanksgiving. It might. It might not. It mm-hmm. may be one of those 80-degree Thanksgiving. Maybe a 60 degree, but I think it's going to be one of the two. I, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but as long as we stay in this active pattern, you know, we're going to keep getting these cool mm-hmm. fronts. And we need some rain, actually. It has not rained this it month. It hasn't rained in a long I checked, time. It's rained zero inches in the month of November for MSY. And hmm. um, we're still in a surplus for the year by over oh, 25 yeah. inches. Yeah. But um, I think we could use just a little drop, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I know a lot of people saw blue tarp, so mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Double-edged, yeah. Maybe, you know, a couple of blue drops would be good for the plants. <laughs> yeah, that's it. My plants need some water. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we want it to be cool because in these old houses, when you turn on those gas ovens, yeah. it really heats up your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> My electric bill's been so cheap the past Yeah, few, isn't that awesome? Three weeks because <laughs> you know, of the beautiful but, weather, yeah. Well, putting, where else can you put, you know, put pies on your windowsill? Exactly. Yeah. Here. Well, thank you so much this for spending so much time with yeah. me. I really appreciate it. I really needed a lot of help. This is uh, with Marianne gone for a week. I have a lot of time to fill, and I wanted interesting guests. Yeah. And you have been so interesting, and we've really gotten to know you yeah. 
away from TV, oh, from the weather. Glad, yeah. You know, that, I'm surprised. People, who knew that you were a baker? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. But I guess if you don't follow me on social media, you don't see that side of me. Probably, mm-hmm. I do post on all my Facebook and stuff about baking. But occasionally, I'll bring like a pie on air and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. But usually, I'm you know weather oriented on Channel Four. Well, uh, I'm going to be up there December third. I'm going to be filling yes, in. For I was April. told <laughs> April said, make sure you help Miss Patty if so, she needs uh, help, and I'll be there. <laughs> you, you may have to bring a pie or something with yeah. you then, uh, because then. I'm, I'm going to bring a pumpkin. I'm going to force you to eat no, a pumpkin pie. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take a bite. I don't know. Marianne's been trying to get me to eat duck. And, duck. and I'm, uh, <laughs> no, no. It, it tastes like chicken. It's well, just a I'll bird. chicken. You know? <laughs> and we'll talk about Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Uh, all of the listeners, thank you so much for calling and listening. We've had a wonderful time. Marianne will be back on Wednesday. In the meantime, don't forget to go to their website which is nomenu.com. That's Tom Fitzmaurice's website. We've been talking food for 33 years here Love in it. New Orleans, and we're going to be going, where else where? can will there be a radio show talking about food that's been on for 33 years? And we have so much good food in New Orleans, and we're going to get Peyton to start eating more seafood, and he's going to talk to us about that. But in the meantime, WGSO is the 501C3, so go to the website, WGSO.com. You can make a donation and support support community radio right here in New Orleans. And we're going to sign out. It's almost 4 o'clock. We're going to have the 4 o'clock news in a few seconds. Don't forget, nomenu.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Marianne promises that the newsletter is going to be coming out. And it doesn't, like, crowd your inbox. You get a letter once about once every two weeks. All the recipes on nomenu.com, 400 recipes. Come out. Try them. Thank you so much for listening. signs a big infrastructure bill marking a huge legislative accomplishment. During an event at the White House, Arizona Democrat Senator Kirsten Sinema says the bill will fund major upgrades while creating good new jobs. Our plan will create millions of jobs and make our country stronger, safer, and more globally competitive without raising taxes on everyday Americans. Closing arguments in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial continuing in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Defense attorney Mark Richards saying the prosecution's case has blown up and his client is innocent. Richards saying the people Rittenhouse shot and killed were the aggressors and his client only came to Kenosha, Wisconsin to help people and protect businesses. Rittenhouse is accused of killing two protesters and injuring another. You're listening to USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, one dollar. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive.
Speaking outside of a courthouse in Washington, D.C. after his first appearance in a court after turning himself in for not complying with a subpoena by the January 6th committee, former White House Chief of Staff Steve Bannon says he has been wrongfully charged. Well, I'm never going to back down, and they, they, they took on the wrong guy this time, okay? They took on the wrong guy. Bannon's attorney, Bannon's attorney Dave Schoen, adding, There is nothing about this case that reflects the pursuit of the equal justice under the law. This thing was a scam from the beginning. Bannon is charged over his refusal to appear for a deposition and his refusal to produce documents. Each count carries a minimum of 30 days and a maximum of one year in jail, along with fines. Florida lawmakers are reportedly looking at ways to fight vaccine mandates in a special legislative session. They'll consider protections for those who don't want to comply with workplace COVID vaccine mandates. USA Radio News. Hi, it's Braith Tidwell, Beverage Director at Brennan's. Join us for Bubbles at Brennan's Happy Hour to sip and savor deeply discounted bottles of premium champagne from Brennan's Grand Award-winning wine cellar. Pair your bubbly with $7 bar snacks from Brennan's Award-winning Kitchen. The sweet heat of Chef Ryan Hacker's sweet tea brine chicken wings and blue cheese dressing makes a perfect pairing. Corks start popping at Brennan's every Thursday through Sunday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. with live champagne sabering at 5. Cheers! We invite you to join us for a spirited experience at the Sazerac House in the heart of downtown New Orleans. More than a museum, the Sazerac House is an immersive exploration of the culture of the Big Easy. Visitors stroll through three floors of interactive exhibits and mouthwatering spirit samples before 